Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Good evening and welcome to the final one of the week. It's good to have your company between now and 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, stay with us. You can listen on uh, digital radio online at rocksportradio.co.uk via your smartphone and smart speaker uh, using the TuneIn and the Radiogram apps. You can also uh, watch us as we stream video. Don't wave like that. It makes you look like a complete diddy. Uh, you can also watch us stream live <laughs> on Facebook, on Twitter and on Periscope. Uh, and uh, a lot to talk about tonight. We'll uh, get to it all in just a moment. Uh, Hugh Burns on with me at the uh, the minute and Paul Hegarty will join us around about half past six. Mm-hmm. And as I say, there's, there's, uh, there's a bit to talk about tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, first, before I do that, can I thank the boys at Broadwood Cars? Thank the boys. Thank them. Right. Thank. Thank okay. you. I'm only asking. Thank you. Get your grammar sorted. <laughs> oh, listen to him. Have you been to electrocution lessons? Is that what it is? <laughs> You'd like yeah, to thank bam. the boys where? Broadwood that, cars. Oh, that fixed the dodgem. Fixed my car. Yeah, and you know, I felt I felt really bad. How? Well, because they fixed it <laughs> and then they tested it. And found another leak because it was leaking water. I was having to put a gallon of water in every fifth. I was having to do journeys and relays. Mm-hmm. And you remember the other night when it was hammering down with rain? Oh, wasn't it? Well, I was soaked by the time I got in. And Leslie, my good lady wife, who I've been married to for 44 <laughs> years today. 45? I can't can do 44 days. 45. <laughs> 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 if only that weren't true, true. but it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, marzipan loyal. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I, she th- I got in the other night and I was kind of dripping from head to toe. She thought I'd traded in the car and got a convertible. And couldn't, <laughs> work, out, I went, couldn't work out how to put the roof up. I was absolutely drook it. I mean, I was, I, honestly. <laughs> Just not happening if you make what, that what, Tell me. Just not happening. I had a rocking horse and it died this week. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about bad luck, I've got all my luck is bad. I know you get through wee spells like that, you know. And then ten years then is not ten years isn't a wee spell. Then you kick on. Ten years isn't a wee spell. You know, Let me you're, tell you're you. Fast now. approaching eighty. So you know. Anyway, uh, you thanks know. to Stuart and the guys there who, who, who patiently restripped everything down again, uh, fixed the second hose, which oh. wasn't working properly, and there was drips everywhere. Oh. Uh, so my my thanks to them for picture that. Picture the scene. Stripped you, got your hose out, and sorted that. That's what they thought was going to. What they thought was going to be a two-hour job ended up a four-hour job, nearly, nearly five-hour job actually. But he was cussing you when you left. Well, let's just say the glazed look on his face. Oh well, that's what it's all about. You've got to get a wee deal. You've got to get a wee Pete Beal, haven't you? No. I never said I got a deal. I just said I got for the car fixed. For 150 quid, you sat there for five hours. Actually, it turned, out to, be well. it turned out to be 175 in the end, <laughs> but de- well worth it. Defeat de- you as well. No, I went over a place uh, which is, I think it's called the Broadwood Farm or something, the place. In the shopping centre? No, there is no shopping centre there. In Cumberland? Aye. I never, there is a yeah, shopping centre. It's out by Broadwood Stadium. There's That's why it's called Broadwood Cumbernauld, Cars. Trumpet. Aye, I've been about there for aye, years. Aye. Do you think I'm going to walk from Broadwood to Cumbernauld Town Centre? Well, listen, it might be good you. For don't you. get fat by walking big distances. Put a fresh air, get yourself out there, get out in a cracking meat and place in the shopping centre. Why are you going raffle your donut? 
No, not at all. There's an, I've well for me that, but I know the boy's got it. It goes like a fair. Oh, right, OK, I see. <laughs> so it was just you referring business to one of your fellow catering members. <laughs> goes, goes like yeah. a fair. Eh? Goes like a fair. Anyway, look, I went to the Broadwood Farm. I had the breakfast, which was four ninety four forty nine, and a couple of cups of coffee. But here's the thing. The breakfast, you can eat as much as you like, which I, that kind of made my day. <laughs> killed their, it killed their Buffy breakfast Buffy, but it made my day. Uh, but here's the thing. He says to me, he says, if you pay an extra 89 pence, you can have mushrooms. Hmm. I said they're a fungus. They grow wild. You like mushrooms? I love mushrooms, but I'm not paying 89 pence for a fungus. <laughs> I do like, I like mushrooms. I don't have them that often, but I do. My mother and father hate them. I, like I nice, don't understand nice people that don't like mushrooms. Nice brown toast. Nice day. Um, i tell you what they did do at the Broadwood Farm that you don't see very often, even at the, the best breakfast buffies. Uh-huh. They did fried bread and had a couple oh, of slices of that. That's my most favourite. She makes a great fried bread. A couple my of slices of the fried bread. Yeah, my dad made the fried bread, but my mom made that. Makes it now if I got for a, a wee tight on a Sunday morning. I have a confession to make, though. I can only eat fried bread with a bit of ketchup on it. Mm. I, I, like, I like that. Otherwise, I find it a wee bit kind of... Dry. Well, I, I've, I've kind of let myself go this week a wee bit and eating steaks. I've not been out in the bike with the weather the way it's been, so I'm, I'm you know, I've, I've, I've ate a couple of burgers, obviously, and for the Busby bur- burger, lay by, can't miss it. Open Monday to Friday, half seven to half three if anybody's passing. And uh, <laughs> it's doing fine, but I'm, I need to kind of cut back. I'm, I'm probably going to have a, quite a heavy weekend as well, so that means couple of shandies on a Saturday. How, no how, are you, how are you having a heavy weekend? Well, there's no football tomorrow. Is that you and Horsborough out on the Raz again? I'm not taking him out again. How? No. No, no, no. Short arms, long pockets, mate. That doesn't happen anymore with me. I'm not getting done like that with Horsborough. No chance. I tell you, it's a double <laughs> dunk when I take him out. Honestly. Fed up, Katie. <laughs> but you end Listen. up phoning him and taking him out because you haven't got any pals. I know, hello, Alex. So it's Bunsy here, be my friend. It's just, yeah. see, but na- no, now, now you've no dough. This is right, okay. But now you've alienated him. He's going to blow you out this week just to teach you a lesson. Anyway, it's just no, uh, it's just no going for a beer, eh, Shipman. He, he likes to go the full booner. But right, uh, you go for a ruby and oh, things I, like oh, that. Oh, he likes his, he likes his food. He likes to go to dancing. He likes to go to Greg's at three in the morning outside Central Station for a wee. Saucy draw and a cake now him as well. Oh. You see, this shows you how out of touch I am with socialising. Can you morning. get in at three o'clock in the morning at Greg's at the Central Station? Greg's is absolutely buzzing at that time in the morning. Really? Honestly. Good it's right in the corner and it goes like a fair. Women are always in a is good that, Is that your buzz your buzz phrase this week? Goes like a fair. You know when you know when it's time for to stop going out on a Saturday. If you're standing in any bar, chatting away, right? And you're thinking, right, well, I'll need to make a move, I'll need to make a move. Otherwise, Greg's will be shot. (laughs) (laughs) Or the queue will be too big. Greg's. Buy somebody a drink and go up the road. And then, obviously, you can go to Greg's and go up the road and you're Jack Jones and you're not getting your head nap and you wake up in the morning and you're happy. So, and Finley's lying up in the bed with you. So, that's what it's all about at the weekend, isn't it? You're not happy with that? Well, I don't do things like that, so it's not something no, that I could sure, comment on. I'm sure there's a lot on. of our listeners that will, you know, take a, Relate dump, to take, it. take a dog to bed with them. I t- <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to be tempted by that one. That's an open invitation and boom, I'm not boom. being tempted. Well, I ain't getting caught like that not, again. Not in the least am I, I being tempted. Not caught like that again, that's for sure. Mm. <laughs>
<laughs> right, a couple of things to talk about. First yes. one I want to talk about. Uh, Rangers chairman Dave King's status as fit and proper will be discussed by the Scottish FA mm-hmm. at the next board meeting after he was sanctioned by the takeover panel. Uh, Dave King uh, was actually, his offence was described as one of the utmost gravity in his takeover of Rangers in 2015. Uh, Rangers are now officially obliged to alert Scottish football's governing body after King was cold-shouldered for four years. Now, to put into perspective, cold-shouldered means that no one in any way that is regulated by the the Financial Conduct Authority, the FCA, can work on behalf of Dave King uh, for any business transactions. Um, it applies to him. It doesn't apply to Rangers. Rangers yep. uh, so there is no impact on the club. Mm-hmm. I would think that Dave King had the opportunity to actually appeal this. He chose not to. Mm-hmm. So I suspect that he considers this a bit of a win. Kind of expected that this could be the worst that would happen. And I also expect that he's got some kind of contingency in place because Dave King is not a stupid man. No, absolutely. Um, and I've got to say, uh, this is only the fourth time, though, that this cold shoulder has been exercised as a punishment um, by the takeover panel in its 50-year history. So they do consider it a serious thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said that uh, in a statement, Public censure would not be sufficient, uh, a sufficient sanction. And um, Dave King, who's chose not to appeal against the punishment, as I said, he said his actions were found to be done solely for his love of the club. Yeah, well, listen, you know, it's been dragging on. I think most people have been waiting and come out in detail and, and, you know, you can dig deep into the report and have a look round about it, you know, but listen, it's been dragging on too long. Well, this is an end to it now, uh, other than what the SFA decide in terms of his fit and proper. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that'll be interesting to see what they come up with, because obviously he was looked at by the SFA, and this is where it could become a bit of a contradiction for them, Mm -hmm. because it was looked at, he obviously had to go through fit and proper when he took the club over, and passed it. Yeah, yeah. The SFA passed it. So either they didn't do their due diligence or didn't consider that he'd worked in concert with other parties to take control of the club. And it's going to be quite... It's one of those ones where the SFA have to be very careful what outcome and what decision they reach in the end. Because it could be as much a slap in the face for them as it is for anybody else. But why would they reverse the, the, the findings? Well, because it could be judged on what the what the takeover panel have said and, and, and the, the sanction that they've put on Dave King, mm-hmm. that they could just say, look, this is such a serious sanction mm-hmm. and the utmost gravity is the word that was used in terms of you know, the actions that Dave King took. What I'm saying is that Dave King took those actions um, or alleged actions... Uh, well, I suppose they are actions now that the takeover panel have made that decision. But anyway, Dave King took those actions ahead of being looked at as fit and proper by the SFA. So the SFA now are either going to have to say, we didn't do our due diligence properly or we didn't look at this in an in-depth way. Well, they're not going to sell under the bus, no, are they? You know, that, they're, they're, that's the point I'm making. They're, they're, it could be a very difficult situation for them to make. A million percent. They're going to box clever when it comes to the crux of it and... They'll just decide, well, we'll just probably want it just to go away quietly uh, after them doing due diligence on them and are fitting proper. So I think he's got bigger things to worry about. That would have been his concern that uh, <coughs> cold shoulder 
I thought it cold shoulder. <laughs> well, as I say, for me, the fact that he didn't appeal it, and this is a personal opinion. This is not me speaking on behalf of Dave King, obviously, because I'm not in that position. But what I would say is, for me, the fact that he didn't appeal it yeah. makes me think that he considers this a bit of a win uh, and, and is prepared for whatever the cold shouldering does for him. It doesn't affect Rangers, and that's key to this whole thing. I'm pretty sure that given reading the record tomorrow or the sun or anybody there'll be there'll be a there'll be something in it. It'll be uh and it'll be uh fish and chip paper by Sunday morning. No. Yeah. And it's it's a story today and it's one that is worth talking about. Well, a million percent. Because it isn't it isn't as I say, this isn't this is a very serious sanction that they've put on Dave King as an individual and they they've made that very, very clear. But as I say, I guess that Dave King has weighed up the pros and cons of any actions that he took, um, you know, and who he may have believed that at the time he took them and they were innocent actions. So yeah, it's one of those things that there will be different people who will speculate and will ruminate mm -hmm. and will comment on this depending on who they are and where their allegiances lie. Yeah, uh, all I'm saying is, and I'm not, and I'm not, you know, I'm not saying that the takeover panel are wrong. I'm not saying Dave King did everything, you know, in accordance with. Obviously, they've decided he didn't. Mm -hmm. But what I am saying is that it applies to Dave King. It doesn't apply to Rangers. Um, uh, and from that point of view, the fact that he hasn't appealed it, in my view, and purely in my view. I think mean, he probably considers this a bit of a win. Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. it draws a line under the whole takeover well, panel thing. Be, that's what he'll been waiting on. Just it finally come into your head. He'll dealt with it. He'll released his own statement. And, uh, you know, the SFA have got to do their bit now, but I don't think there'll be much rumblings coming from, from Hamden. Well, it'll be quite difficult. And I say it will be one of those strange ones. Mm -hmm. um, Any tweets coming in on it? Anybody got anything to say? You know, you get the... Not not on the the rock sport one. I've had I've had people tweeting on my own. Uh, yeah, me too. Bill Rock Sport. Yeah. I've been tweeting uh, most of the day. I've had a few tweets as well. You you're not on Twitter. Um, you're not. I'm, I'm now. No, you're not. How do you know? Because if you were, because I'm not even telling because you. Because if you were on Twitter, let me tell you something, my good friend. <laughs> I if was just were, trying to impress the listeners, and you've just killed it. If you were, well, you're on Facebook, but you're not. On no, Twitter. I'm coming after that. I get uh, pelters. <laughs> But he, some some Celtic supporter come on and just gave me absolute verbal diarrhoea. You're on and you're on and off it more than people change their underwear. Well, well that could be very true, but I, I take wee notions. It's amazing how you who you meet in, in, in Facebook. People want a friend request. <laughs> You've run out of all your Hello. friends on Tinder, Hello. have you? My name's you. <laughs> I don't go on Tinder. Stop calling me Terry Tinder. I don't have to go on anything like that. I'm just a magnet anyway. The best of times when I go. A magnet. And I've, and I've got my I've got my wingman with me. Ah, but he's not your wingman anymore. Well. Because you've offended he, him. Unless he's smart and he's sell up. He's, he's walking a bit like John Denver. You seen that shot he's going? Oh, my. Is this before or after John Denver died? <laughs> anyway. Just what it is. I, I'm, I've, I set up a Twitter account this afternoon. No, you never. All right, okay. It, see, I'm you telling you nothing. If you decide, I tell you listen, too much because listen. you tell everybody my business <laughs> on here. I'm getting fed up with it. Listen. And Victor's just tweeted me there, 
Right, listen, Victor. <laughs> he's listening. He's in Easter House. He's looking after John. So you better say hello. They're, they're avid listeners. So you know, we John. We John's point was as Jeremy Cabe came from under the bed yet because he says Rangers were going to finish in third place. That was oh, did he? <laughs> we McCabe did. Aye, and John remembered it. For did he really? Victor texts me just at the top of the show there. He says, "Listen, oh, the Jerry Collins said they were going to finish in third place." Was it Jerry Collins? It was Jerry Collins that said they were going to finish in third place oh, because he thought yeah. Aberdeen had Hi, done Hugh. done better transfer business than Rangers. Hi Hugh, I'm what me John? What medication he was on then? I'm not quite sure. I'm maybe I'm maybe man feaster hallucinate. Blah blah blah. Uh, no, he says we still want to know if Jerry McCabe's still. No, thinks. he's got the he's got his Jerry's mixed up. Well, <laughs> this is a problem. Get your Jerry. This is a problem, and this is why I fear for Mister McCabe's safety on occasions because a lot of people think he says things that Jerry Collins says. Oh well, they are they are kind of joined at the hip, aren't they? You know what I mean. There's another text in. I just think these people just think I'm just an absolute booze bag. We Billy Fibaski has just texted me. I take it you want you want to go a, a pub crawl in Linworth go tomorrow, mate. <laughs> Look, as if I want to go a pub crawl. Now do you know that there's people a, just feel I, sorry for me? I now. don't know. I don't know what they call it, but there is a thing. There is an actual formal pub crawl kind of uh, program. In Linlithgow. Linlithgow. That's probably what it is then. I, I think, is it the Linlithgow 9 or 10 or something like it's, that? Well, it says there's 10 pubs. It's the Linlithgow 10. It's quite famous and you can actually get a, a T-shirt if you do the Linlithgow 10 yeah. that says, I've done the Linlithgow 10. Well, there you are. That's, that's probably what it is. I'm glad. I know you're a big fountain of knowledge, Bill. I am. Are. I am. A big fountain of And he's always wanting me to get through, of course, because he's, he's trying to marry me up with his, his wife's pal. And it's, you know, one of the blind dates. Well, models. Linlithgow's one of those places where you get a better class of drunk. Yeah, coming through. Oof. <laughs> I can't read that one. Eh? Okay, Some that's fine. Some of the fine. stuff you get. Anyway, you're coming through to Broxburn, big man. There's a house party, there's 30 women and four men. <laughs> <laughs> Even you could pull in those I conditions. Can he handle any more than six at the one time he says? <laughs> <laughs> Is that from the same person? Bully for basket. Mind that golf do we had a few weeks back, yes. me and the goalie and McAvenny. Yeah. Well, we just met that night and get chatting away. And obviously, but you know, the way the goalie and I were chatting to folk and all that. He's like, oh, sure, again, remember you playing brilliant. No, I love the Rangers. And we'll just keep in contact. You know, I just, I just, I just my number, man. He's a phone. Can I get him off the phone? But he's funny. He's funny. You know, he's funny. It's funny, funny. Yeah, uh, you wait till he turns up at your flat. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. With 10 of his pals and 47 <laughs> women. <laughs> oh, well, I'm not you too wait bad, and see. You wait and see. Now, you tell me we're going to see uh, Hearts and Rangers. We're going to see the famous Glasgow Rangers next Sunday. Lockie's sorted it out he knows we're thanks Lockie we're coming through uh, tickets are booked and uh, I think we maybe actually go up I was going to take a nice little place in Christophan Road I'll take you for a breakfast a proper breakfast and uh, how do you know all these places well, I remember I, I was two years in Edinburgh didn't I when I stayed there oh of course you did yeah. I when you were at Hearts aye so I had uh, a nice wee boudoir Christophan and Road and you think and it's still there is it you've been before since Button's those old. days Button's old. and uh, uh, it's a nice wee cafe that I know and it's still the same owners so I dropped in it the last time I was through said hello in 1972 I didn't know me for Adam but I just said hello anyway so (laughs) (laughs) hello I'm one of your regulars (laughs) so we'll go for about a breakfast next Sunday leave early doors we're nice to meet maybe at the zoo you better watch it mate you know park too close (laughs) (laughs) we'll meet at the zoo 
uh, next Sunday, a bit of brekkie, and then run to the game. How's that? Mm. I've just put it in a plate for you. That's if Mrs Young lets you. See, I don't have that problem. <laughs> no, you don't. I don't have that. You issue. don't. I can do what I want, go where I want. The only thing is, next Sunday I'll need my mom to watch Finley. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. See, when I go to bed at night, yeah, I don't cry. <laughs> I don't cry <laughs> myself to sleep. <laughs> oh, that's sad. But that, that's, that's the sad. thing. I don't. You know? cr- I don't cry myself to sleep. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Because uh, the wee wifey three go- doors down says Hugh was crying terrible the other night no, when I came for the no, Kelly I've game. I've got a new neighbour. I've got a new neighbour. A new neighbour coming in. Yes. Okay. And, uh, and who is it? Do you know? No, I'm not saying too much in that front. Right. Okay. All right. Maybe something to think about. How handy would that be? I just, I just <laughs> hope to God that she knows what she's doing. How handy would that be? <laughs> You are a very, very bad man. That would be tremendous. So what do you want to talk about? What are we talking about? I'm just just filling time till we get Higgs on so we can talk about the important things. We're doing great. Uh, We'll probably not talk about it in detail later on, but I I had great chat with McCoy's today about the uh, the Legends game and his dummy is out. I I take it he's not back, I'm a celebrity. I asked him about that. He says, I'll tell you why I knocked it back when I see you. Aye. Uh, the money wasn't enough. Well, it was 150 grand, but, Aye, but he wasn't enough t- for him. But he turned around and said, if they'd offered me 285,000, I'd been on the British Airways flight <laughs> today. <laughs> Brazil was getting right in about him this morning. I told you, just to let the listeners know that, obviously, the Rangers Legends game tomorrow, Ibrox Rangers v Liverpool. Liverpool. Which will be a great crowd, I've got to say. Spoke to Gordon Young and Marbert today, and he says, that's probably one of the biggest, that's going to be the biggest crowd in, in, in Britain tomorrow. Or that game over there, and he's probably right. What do you think? What's we young? What's we young? Are you doing in Marbella? Uh, well, Cove have no game for some strange reason. Why would Cove know a game this year? Right, this are they still in the Carmel Waiver Cup or whatever no, it is? No, nah, well, there you go. The Snowball Cup. Well, there you go. That's, well, that's why. That's why. Uh, in fact, Connish Key beat them, who played. That's right, the Nomads. Yeah. Um, so he's in Marbella with his good lady. Uh, they're up against Thistle tomorrow, Connish Key Nomads. We'll talk about that a yeah. little bit later on. So McCoy's is not happy about uh, his exclusion from the legend squad. Well, I can understand that because you don't get any bigger names than Ali McCoist when it comes to talking about Rangers in modern times. Wait a minute. Gregory Vignal is in the squad. Yeah. Uh, Alec Ray is in the squad. Uh, Marvin Andrews is in the squad. And Ali McCoist isn't. And let's guess... Who picks the squad? Am I allowed to say who picks the squad from, well, from a good source? I don't know who well, picks the I, squad. I am led to believe it's a certain Mr. Mark Hatley. All right, yes. okay. Yes, you know that big fellow that's doing a bit of you know work about the ground and yeah, what have you, yeah, yeah. ex-player, and you know, I believe he's picking the squad, and I believe there's no love lost between Who's them. Who's the manager tomorrow? I don't know who the, the manager is. Oh, I don't know who it'll be, but you'd have thought McCoy's going to get a sniff one way or another, but the same old story, Bill. What have I said before? If that doesn't fit, it doesn't matter who you are. Bottom line. If headphones don't fit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Uh, if the old Fazook doesn't fit. Liam Telfer, oh, what's too bad you're going to be in Edinburgh. If you ever find yourself at the other end, I hope to bump into you. Liam, we'll be in the Rangers end, mate. Right, that's that. No, we won't. Line. We'll be in the main stand. Ah, but we'll still be singing the Rangers songs in the main stand. If they ask us to leave, too bad. I Gary Locke left his tickets. We can sing all we want. I'm going to watch the game, not to take part in karaoke. Within reason. 
<laughs> so Liam, make yourself noticeable. Arrange to meet us at the front door. Hold up a banner, Liam, that says I'm Liam. Tweet us. Why don't you tweet us next Friday or Saturday? Next Friday, and we'll arrange to meet at the front door. We'll get a picture and we'll fire it up the Rock the Rocksport website at the start of the week. How's that? How's that? I'm happy with that. You, you happy to do that? As long as he's not wearing his Levine Out t-shirt. <laughs> Especially as we're guests of well, the club. we can meet him in the front door. He'll know where, obviously, the, the main entrance. We'll meet there, get a picture and fire it up. And That's a very good idea. I'm full of great ideas. You are well. very good. You're, you're, you're very good hospitable. With, you are. You're, hospitable. you're a man of the people. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes. You are a man of we the are. people. We are. <laughs> Too many people sometimes, but you are a man of the people. I'll give you that. Uh, no, that's that's quite a good idea. I like and that I'm idea. I'm sure he'll be tweeting in next Friday. In fact, we should make that a regular feature no, of our days invite out. Invite Liam for his breakfast. No, wait a minute. I'm taking no, that too no, far. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying perhaps we should make it a, de- a regular feature of our days out on the times we go to the football together. Come, come and meet us. Come and say hello. Let's, you know what I mean? We could actually, hey, tell you what, we could actually start charging people to come up and get pictures. Oh, apparently Big X the manager for the Rangers legends tomorrow. Mm. Well, that makes sense. I, I can go with that. You know, he's one of the most decorated Rangers managers. Helicopter Sunday. In recent, t- recent times. Helicopter Sunday, yeah. So, you know, yeah, no, that's, that's uh, I like that. But you're surprised that McCoy's don't get a sniff, haven't you? Hey, how did you manage to do that? Have, they, have you all rejigged phone box so that you can use it in there till I, until I get that part on Monday? You can't hear me, I forgot that. That's interesting. All right. Bill was oh, right. I'm John working a 12-hour shift next Sunday, lad, says Liam. Liam. Mm-hmm. Surely it's worth knocking sick for the day for your chance of a 40 with me and the... Uh, you know, in fact, Hughes has his haircut specially for it. It's looking good, isn't it? I should maybe grow on a wee bit look, next week. Look, <laughs> looking good, look at That's it. Eight quid every week. Look at the state of it. Hair done, nose done, ears done, full boona done on the Friday. Always be sharp for a Saturday. <sighs> Remember, just... you might have a right look at yourself. Who? You get your money back in the ghost train right now. You are, of, you I know. And I, a desperate, serious, I desperately have a need. Serious wobble yourself. I desperately need. Because that wife must get the shocker life waking up during the night. I, des- I desperately need. Uh huh. Uh, a haircut and that beard done. And I was gonna go. I well, was that's g- not a beard. That's bum fluff, mate. That's out of control bum fluff. <laughs> hang so on. Get that, hang get on. That off. Wait a minute. Get wait a minute. Off. Wait. This is bum fluff. Uh, uh, that does, no, that no, doesn't look like a beard. No. You see that cat's whiskers that you grow? Yeah. <laughs> that thing that you try and make look a beard. Yes. That's bum fluff, son. There's no, more hair on a peach than there is on your stubble. face. That's stubble. Stubble. Yeah. In it's fact, not even I'm stubble. I'm actually thinking about going for one of those things that you can get. You can get the. Um, you know the, the get it tattooed in your head, Bill. Dylan McLeod. Hi, guy. Spoke to. It. He's put hi, but he means Hugh at the Busby Burger. Showed him an old photo from the 80s when he had hair. Dylan, I met him this morning. Thought it, he's just said that. Yeah. Thought it was great. Legends game tomorrow. Alec McLeish is a manager. Quick question. If Morellis will be off in January, uh, if uh, Morellis will be off in January, if the price is right. <coughs> what do you think? I think the answer to that would be yes. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I, I don't think that anybody will meet the price that Rangers will be looking for in January, especially if Alfredo Morelos keeps playing the way that he's playing. But you all know, we know, and we've said this mm. for time and memorial. Yeah, that all players, all football players, and all clubs have a price that a player they just can't say no to. And if somebody came along at twenty five, thirty million and offered Rangers it in January, Rangers, I am absolutely sure would take it. Well, it's great to hear for young Dylan. Dylan, did you say Dylan? Dylan McLeod. Well, nice to hear for you, Dylan. That's good that you've tweeted in, son, me a wee, uh, 
A wee shout out and what, uh, did, what did you have to eat? What did Dylan have to eat? Nothing. Pardon? He had nothing. He just came down and showed me a picture. He went, Is that you in that picture there? I went, Aye. He came down to the Busby Burger. Uh huh. It was in with all the boys for the borough. And uh, they all had a bit of chat. And uh, the wee man came down where I picked with uh, his mobile phone. He went, These boys in the van are saying that's you. And I went, That's me. And I was standing there. Uh, no, he said, They're saying that's Hugh. No, <laughs> that's that's Hugh. You, yeah, that's that. you, who, you, who. But that's who when you, you know. But that's when you know you're getting older. You, you, when, who. when the boys started going, is that you on there? I went, yeah, it is. And I was standing with a just a an apron. No, I was holding. Uh, there was a wee kid in the picture. I, I was holding the kid up, and I'm going, who's that? And they mentioned who it was. I think it was his brother. And then he flipped this and flipped on another one. It says, do you know who that is? And there was a picture as soon as holding up the same wee kid, and I went. You're bad for the burger van, me man. Don't <laughs> Gentleman it. Jack says the takeover panel's verdict has no bearing on the SFA's Prit and Popper test. Dave King acting in concert with others or not is of no consequence for that. Thank you for that information. Uh, but if that is the case, can I just say, Gentleman Jack, why would the SFA feel the need to revisit his fit and proper? Or at least discuss it. Mm-hmm. Um, I but I'm not, doubt, I'm German, not doubting you for any... I think uh, Jeremy Jackson might have know-all. He kind of comes on, doesn't he? Yeah, know? but I like that. Because oh, I, like to know, know I like to know these oh, things. He's a bit of a boffin for me. A boffin? A bit of a boffin. I don't think he is. I think he's just an interesting fan who who takes the time to do his due diligence on these things. Tweeting in. Get on the old trombone and we'll answer your call. Caroline Carl says, guys, Wilf and I will meet you at Tynecastle next week oh, on yes. Sunday. Great, Caroline. Great to hear from you, honey. Liam, yes. Liam now says, Bill, a few weeks ago, Hugh said he wanted to have a wager with me regarding hearts. Um, I want to know if he's still up for it, if he's for it. Regarding the game? Does he mean the I don't game? know, I can't remember what the wager was. Maybe the wager was, I was back in Levine to be in the job and he wasn't he? Maybe that's what it was, he'll need to reach I don't know. That's what it was. Apparently Dylan's a boxer. Dylan? Dylan McLeod. He's a boxer? Apparently, oh, oh hang on a minute, I'm just seeing his thing here. You're welcome to the van anytime, me man, don't worry I'm about just, that. I'm just, the house, oh, look at that, Ah, he is. You got a picture of him? Um, well, I'm getting it, hang on, what's happened to you? Get to... He's a boxer. You know who I met at the van the other day? It's amazing the amount of people you meet, right? Big guy's chatting away at me, and how you doing, blah, blah, blah. And um, he says he was a bronze medalist in the uh, the Commonwealth Games as a boxer as he well. He is. He's a boxer. Boxer for saltire boxing. Well done. Well done. Well done, Dylan. Yeah, that's Good. great. Well, from my look for a Dylan, bouncer. remember who barred you from the van? It wasn't me. Me man, I'm looking for a bouncer. I read out your thing. I was good to you. Please don't <laughs> hurt me. <laughs> don't touch me. We're don't old. hurt me. Dylan. We're old. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm old. <laughs> well, that was good. Nice, yeah, nice, nice and done. tweet is excellent. There you go. Yeah, uh, so it's now Carol Ann and Wolf that we're meeting. Well, you know, and obviously yep. Carol Ann is Wolf's carer. So you know they've got to come down together, and and you know Wolf just hangs about, and Wolf's Carol Ann, I, <laughs> Wolf's going to be over the moon. Ah, that's what she's got to do. I she met goes, Wolf, didn't I, Kelly? Yes, yeah, of course you met Wolf. Yeah, but you, so I know Carol Wolf. Ann I don't know there. Carol. No, she's a jambo. She's jambo. 
Yeah, she's a jambo. She's but a I met Wilf at Killy. Yeah, he's just a pest. He just hangs about, doesn't like a bad smell. Carl Land's a class actor. Well, you're talking about Alec again. No, well, Wolf can be a bit of an Alec. And Alec can be a bit of a Wolf. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Let's take a break and we'll come back and we'll talk about football on Talking Football as we should do uh, right after this. Have you ever lost money on an investment? If a high street bank persuaded you to buy a stocks and shares ISA, unit trust or investment bond and you lost money, Goodwin Barrett can help you get back thousands of pounds in compensation. We've already helped thousands of people just like you claim back millions of pounds. Even if you don't have the investment anymore or the paperwork, Goodwin Barrett make it easy to find out. Text GOOD to Double six treble seven. Text good to double six treble seven now. The list of things you need to do gets longer at this time of year, whether that's for the house or in your business. So take one thing off your list right now. Your septic tank could need emptied. Let Grant Henderson Tankers empty your septic tank in the home or work, farm, factory or workshop at very competitive rates. We are septic tank specialists, experienced, safe and dedicated to environmental safety with our own licensed disposal site. Find out more at wemovesh.it or call 01698 284 987. Grant Henderson Tankers, let the experts manage your waste. Have you picked up the Feel the Heat brochure from your local plum base? Get one today and take advantage of great offers, including Polypipe's Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket at £99.99. That's a 15% saving on purchasing individual pieces, and it's exclusive to plum base. The Polypipe Polymax 100-piece fittings bucket is just part of the Polypipe range available in the plum base Feel the Heat brochure. Shop online now at plumbase.co.uk or grab one from your local branch. Motorpoint, we put the super into car supermarket. We're here to save the day with a choice of over 7,000 low mileage, nearly new cars. Find your next car in a flash with our lightning fast service and same day drive away. Plus, with Motorpoint's price pledge, if you find the same car for less, we'll match the price and give you a £50 Amazon voucher. Visit Motorpoint Glasgow today, just two minutes from Junction 3 of the M74. T's and C's apply. See website for details. Love music, live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns, and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio. Okay, talking football. Paul Haggerty with us as well. Hags, how are you? I'm fine, Bill. Um, I had a good week. Yourself? Uh, no, I've had a horrible week. Oh, don't get everything, him started, Everything Hicks, that Hicks, could have gone wrong Hicks, this Hicks, week has gone wrong. And sadly, today it resulted in having to sit for four and a half hours waiting for my car to get fixed. That was five hours when I could I said it. nearly five hours. <laughs> I said nearly five hours whistling Jack Smith. Uh, so I've had a terrible day, but as I said earlier on, Thanks to the boys at Broadwood Cars who oh, helped Broadwood me out and didn't and didn't take my eyes out for it either. Uh, so it was it was excellent. And uh, now touch wood, Burns lean over so I can touch your noddle. Uh, now touch wood. <laughs> Even got a piece of Andy's door, Hegs. Have you heard that phrase up in Broughty Ferry? No, I haven't. But I tell you what, you must be one happy man this week. Why is that? Top of the league, aren't you? Oh, Paul, I wasn't even going to mention it, you know, but nearly half 30 seconds in, and I told you I would convert you eventually. There you are. You're, you're mentioning yourself, big man. You're, you're, 
<laughs> You're going strong. Yes, it's been a great week. The banter's been flying. We're top of the league. McCabe was squirming, sat next to me on Monday night. Collins I've no seen. And uh, obviously a few of them have blocked me on WhatsApp. A few of my Celtic friends, I just don't understand why, because it was all friendly fire and banter. But you know what, sometimes I take it a wee bit too far. <laughs> I see. There's one thing. There's one thing wrong with what you've just said. Mm-hmm. Putting in the word sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You should have just left that. Yeah, I like a bit of banter. You just take it too far. Love a bit of banter when it comes to it because we've had one nose rubbed in it for eight years. But it's a different ball game because the most successful club in world football, ex- <laughs> except the except the Egyptians. Is it Egyptian, Egyptians? Are? Well, apparently Wikipedia is still quoting Rangers as being oh, the uh, the most successful club. There you are. Somebody sent me a picture today as if you're coming into uh, coming over the border at Calais and there's a big thing up saying welcome to... Oh, can I put that on? No, you can't. Sorry about that. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Higgs, yes. Great to get I'm you on. So wary, I'm always wary when I hear videos and they've got that dee 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 that <laughs> organ music in the background. No, no, no it's, that that is low budget it, stuff. I've got to say, it's the WhatsApps. That, that's made it home. It's the WhatsApps that you get sent, and then you hear some obviously groaning yes, in the background yes. of it. You could be watching it quite innocently, and then all you hear is, well, a wee bit of groaning going on, but. <laughs> Boys, I wish to speak football because we've been rattling on about nonsense, you and I, for the last half an hour. 35 minutes, to be perfectly honest. You're absolutely right. Uh, And of course, I say I want to talk football. You better go straight into Scotland. I I use the term loosely because we got absolutely pumped again last night for nothing in uh, Russia. Pumped Um, in Russia. And I've got to say... Uh, I've got to say now, um, I'm just I'm not sure what to make of it all because I saw a picture of Steve Clark this morning and he looked, for want of a better word, desolate. Hex. Mm-hmm. Well, we've had this conversation on numerous occasions, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. You know, it's not got any better. But I wasn't surprised because that's what you've got. Your hat's your hand dealt with. We've had Gordon Strachan, we've had Alan McLeish, and obviously we've got Stevie Clark. And have you got to see that they're all bad managers? No. The players that we've got, you know, are what we've got. And international football is a different ball game completely. For an hour, well, not for an hour, for about 45 minutes, we did okay against Russia. We did okay. Um, we got people behind the ball and we made it awkward, but we just capitulated after, what, 57 minutes? We lost three goals in the space of 14 minutes, and, and to be fair, the first two goals were excellent. But after that, the third and fourth goal was a joke, because the third goal was at the back post area, and I, I look back a few times, guys, and I've got Andrew Robertson in a sort of edge of the box, and behind him, is McGinn. It should have been another way about. It should have been Andrew Robertson defending the left back area and uh, John McGinn, you know, where Andrew Robertson was. So, whose fault is that then, Higgs? Because if they're doing any kind of zonal marking, surely the manager tells them where their position is and who should be marking where. Well, that instance, you know, defenders should defend. Defenders should be in their areas so that when the ball does come into the box, yeah, you've got to deal with it. And if, if you're a left-back and it's coming in your left-back area, I don't expect you to be out of the box or further up the park. You should be in your left-back area or your right-back area if you're a right-back. But you, you tend to find that 
I don't see any defenders defending correctly. I see a lot of times defenders defending on the wrong side of the striker. I don't see too many defenders giving each other cover when the ball's uh, in transit in the air. Because I've always been told that if I was coming for a ball, going for a ball, Neri would be giving me cover along with Richard Goff. And if it was, if it was Neri was going for the ball, we Malpass would be giving Neri cover and I would be giving him cover. So we've got two people covering that player if he makes a ricket set or if he gets beat in the air or someone beats him with a bit of class, then you've got Malpass or myself to deal with. Uh, and I don't see that happening. I don't see too many good defenders uh, in the world anyway at the moment. But... Um, the, the goals we're losing is oh, unbelievable. But the first and second goal, you've got you had your hands up and say, well, there were great strikes. But we've had this conversation before, gents, and it'll not go away because that's what we've got at our disposal at the moment. And that's not the players' fault. You know, that's not the players' fault. International football's a different kettle of fish. I remember playing with Canada, Luis and Graham Sunnis, and they were getting players from the fans. You know, and they were quality players. Now... Could you imagine if we had a, a Kenny Dalglish or a Graham Sooners playing for an international squad now? It'd be like gold dust. Mm. Higgs, before I go to Hugh, let me ask you one question, and I would be interested in your answer. How can you be a, fo- a, a, a international footballer for 45 minutes? Because if they're holding their own for 45 minutes and they're looking reasonably decent for 45 minutes, then surely they can do that for an hour and for another 45 minutes. How do you become an how do you become an international footballer of some worth for 45 minutes and then one of very little worth for the next 45 minutes? I'm I'm I'm, I'm not being critical of what you've said. You know better than me. You've played at that level, and if anybody should know uh, the difference between club football and international football, it's you. And I will at all times defer to your superior knowledge on that. But it does puzzle me that they can hold their own for 45 minutes. Well, it's a million-dollar question because obviously you've got to concentrate for the full 90 minutes. You tend to find as well that, you know, because Russia are looking to get the three points and obviously stay in touch with Belgium, which they are, you know, they're going to up their game a bit. But what you've got to do is cannot give them any sniff or any inkling in front of goal that gives them a bit of confidence. Uh, and even just before uh, the first goal, there was, you could see that Russia were starting to, you know, take, you know, take charge of the game. Because the first half, I thought Russia were ordinary. And I'm not saying Scotland were excellent, but Russia were ordinary. You know, they gave the ball away uh, just like Scotland, and it looked to me as if, you know, they were just going to see the game out with maybe a one nothing or a 2 nothing victory. But I, 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 I'm like yourself, Bill, and you, you know, um, you've got to concentrate for the nightmares. And, uh, and I go back to what I said, the higher you go up any level, whether it's domestic football or European football and club level or international football, Game intelligence is vital. Hugh, let me come to you and, and ask you this question as well, straight off the bat. What, were the, what was the thing that Kelly fans said about uh, Steve Clark and his style? And what was the thing we always said about Kelly when Steve Clark was the manager? Well, it was simple. It, and? It, it, well, he didn't, didn't ask them to do anything that they weren't capable right, of Right, but the other thing that you always <laughs> said was they look like a team that know their jobs. Yeah, and more than so he, how he, can John McGinn and, and Andy well, Robertson get it so badly wrong? Uh, you know, 
you know, it's even before I go to Russia, guys. I've got the paper open there, and I, I want to bring it up even before we talk about the game. Now, see, at the same time as Bill put it, getting pumped 4-0 in Russia, see we're, see we're second team, as in the kids they were expecting to come through. They can't beat Lithuania at home. Right? 21s. Can't beat Lithuania. So what have we got coming through, for a start? So the, the future doesn't look great. Um, I think the sooner the country realise that we are now a second at the eight international football team, I've just listened to some radio stations in the way down there, and we've just been slaughtered. English stations, of course, laughing at us, having a pop about, you know, players, oh, we're talking about players we've got in the Premiership, week in, week out. But the bottom line is, they're not coming in to do it for the country. I just don't think we play with passion anymore. I mention it every time after an international game. We were blessed with passion in playing for the jersey. Our country is divided right now, we're, we're supporters on, and supporting Scotland. I wouldn't say that's Stevie Clark's fault, because Stevie Clark did the bye-bye Rangers thing and all that. The Rangers fans, they're no interested in Scotland. I know that for a fact, I hear them saying Well, that's that. because there's no Rangers players in the Scottish exactly. squad, other than Ryan right. Jack. Well, and and they, I, they then complain that when he comes on and he plays, he gets booed. But, oh, uh, Paul, even already into the reign of Stevie Clark, there isn't a togetherness. Uh, you know, there's a split in the country. And I, I, I know it because I'm in at the games, I hear the punters talking, I'm in pubs, I know exactly what they're going on about. And, you know, the, the Stevie Clark thing when he was getting a bit of stick after the Rangers fans and uh -huh. he's came back with it, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the, the bottom line is I'm looking through that team there and, 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 and as much as let me take Andy Robertson, let me take... Kieran Tierney, that would say they're our two class acts. One's moved for 25 million, one's just won a Champions League badge, right? The rest of the players we've got, no, I'm not saying they're second rate because they're all making fortunes, right? But at international level, we get found out. The bottom line, and it strips back to us being here when we went two years ago, we came in here, we moved here, all the plus stuff, and we had a wee guy in charge of Scotland, and we weren't that far away for getting it right, nearly got it right, nearly qualified, nearly we, nearly should have been good enough for us. Gordon Strachan. And they hounded him out the job. For what reason? So that means we're stripping it all back to Big Egg. Then we're all stripping it back again to Stevie Clark. I actually feel quite sorry for Stevie Clark right now because he must be saying to himself, what have I done? What have I done? And for a good source, Billy Bowie well looked after him financially at Kilmarnock. And then, to get what he must be getting in SFA, it must have been a right good bung more for him to jump ship, because I'll tell you something, I'll bet you he must be sitting at night going, I wish I'd have sat at Kelly. Because these players, already, I don't think are playing for them, and I don't think they've got the ability that our nation think they have. We've got no right to think we can go and get a result at Russia, because our players are no good enough. Now, seeing the world stage, I know Higgs, Russia are yeah. no up there, punching with the top, 15, 20 teams. You know, they're well doing the rankings, but I'm right in saying that. Yeah. They must be well down. You know, so yeah, we're yeah, going and getting yeah. pumped, annihilated. Forget the first half. Did we score? No, we done. We, no, we didn't. We contained them. We didn't do anything. We didn't do anything that would go, wow, we're flying. We've got a great shape. Fullbacks are buzzing on. They're tucking in. We're going and winning it. We're playing with passion. Our strikers are holding it in. We've done nothing but contain the Russians. And, you know, when I'm reading the press and, yeah, for an hour, Keith Jackson had done for, for 45 minutes. We looked a team. We looked a shape. Absolute nonsense. Dung, rotten. We were mince. 
They've been popped for nothing. We are a team that Bill's just about to tell us. I'm thinking to top of my head, 20 plus. Is... No, I'm actually replying to my wife because she's asked me to get milk in the way. Well, that's okay. That's fine then. Uh, but, you know, I'm thinking we've just been absolutely annihilated by a, by, by a country that, that, that are no that great either. You know, and, and it's demoralising. And it's a tartan army. And it's the money these boys spend. And it's everything. 43, Young Ewan's telling me. 43rd in world ranking. So we're actually, I think, only 10 behind them, Bill. Do you know, see, we're 54. We're 52, I think. Or 54. You know, I, I'm still a Scottish <laughs> fan. I'm a Rangers fan. But I'm a Scottish fan. I want my country to do well. I'm, I'm, I don't agree with the way that the, the half the country have got Stevie Clark. Um, you know, he gets lambasted about, you know, when all this stuff that went on and the Rangers fans were singing all that. I, I, I don't agree with it at the end of the day. But I'm still a Scotland fan. I'm a, I used to love going to Hamden. Used to be up for it and be there. And when when you were playing, Paul, I was even the 21s below you, and I still was excited watching the national team. But I tell you, Paul, that isn't there anymore. Guys, that, guys, I'm, I'm puzzled. I'm puzzled because for years now we've been saying we don't have enough players playing at the highest level, south of the border, and all the rest said of that it. For, for yeah, years, but now, know. now if you now go through have. the team. And you look at that team, all right, there's a number of them that have been playing in the championship, but playing for good teams in the championship, but we've still got players, three or four players. Well, five that in the start and 11 last night playing in the, cha- in the English Premiership. Well, there you go. Now, that was the reason we gave for us not doing well previously. Now we're looking for a reason and we're saying, although they're playing in the Premiership, they're not good enough. But, he, anyway. but they're playing, most of them are playing regularly in the Premiership. And so their clubs think they're good enough. So the question isn't, are they good enough? The question is, why can't they deliver their club form for Scotland at an international level? Well, it seems to be that's happened for many, many a year with a lot of players. But, you know, maybe just with the odd one. But You know, you, now, talk, you talk about Andy Robertson being a, a Champions League medalist. Uh-huh. Absolutely. And he's been outstanding for Liverpool. Apart from one game where he got absolute pelters for that. Yeah. But every player has a bad game and a night, that, you know, that doesn't go well for him. But is Andy Robertson looking like a, a, a Champions League medalist when he's playing for Scotland? I don't think Andy Robertson has, has ever looked... Like stuck out like a sore thumb playing with Scotland. No, neither do I. I Hex, what do you think? I just was was standing with just sort of to do his job and obviously defend. But from the middle to front, Andy Robertson's like Kieran Tierney. Excellent. But defensively, he's got to improve. Mm -hmm. But when he's playing alongside Van Dyke at Liverpool, he's like a new man. He's like a different man. Mm -hmm. Now, whether Van Dyke's showing my ropes or tell me to go here, there and everywhere, he's a different man. I know that Liverpool have got quality players throughout their team but in, in my book if you're, a, if you're a fullback first and foremost you don't lose goals if you make a goal or score a goal then that's an added bonus but when you see Andy, Robert, Andy Robertson playing for Liverpool he's, he's a new man he's a different man and I know he's probably playing with better players but you know first and foremost he, I, I must admit the first half uh, last night's game that's the, that's the least I've saw uh, the two fullbacks ever getting forward, and they were fa- they were fairly solid without doing anything exceptional. I would prefer our back four to do what they did for the ninety minutes, and if it means coming off the park zero zero, they've done their job. Now we've got the midfield there. We all talk about oh the midfield's lively and this and that. Well, how many times did the breach rushes backlog? 
many times did they play telling passes up to the lone striker, which was Ollie Black in the first half and Lauren Shanklin in the second half. Many times did we get support to Burke or Shanklin. We never did that. The first strikey goal was Ryan Christie midway through the second half. And that was from about 35 yards and the keeper could have uh, held it with his, his hands uh, easily. And he did. Uh, it was it was not a powder puff shot, but it was too far out to cause the, the, the goalkeeper any problem. Paul, that was the Paul, only opportunity Paul, we had Paul, but, you know, Paul, with all due respect, we had nothing to lose last night. We had absolutely nothing to lose but go out and make the country proud of a performance, a, a workmanlike team, you know, battling for every ball. You know, I watched Charlie McGrew lose that first goal last night. You know, you know the big, the big striker. For, for, the balls came in and he swung his left foot. Why is Charlie McGrew know the other side of the striker, Paul? And the boys well, know. You, you know, the boys, know, the boys know who can that into the top yeah, yeah, but let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. Who's who's put him there? Who's put who? Who's put Charlie McGrew on the wrong side? Oh, the, the, the manager. Aye, should he be playing, Bill? But we've just we've just spent fifteen minutes saying it's the players and the quality of the players, and they're not good enough. Mm-hmm. Then we've questioned that. Do they know what they're supposed the to be doing? Finley's then, a better player. Then we, well, but the manager. The, then you've got to look at the manager well, for uh, these things. Yeah, I know. I understand that, but you know, he's, he's looking at these players, and, and suddenly five the, games, fourteen goals we've conceded. The boy Finley. Right now, he's younger, he's quicker, he's hungrier than Charlie Mulgrew. Right? Is McKenna back fit again for Aberdeen? No. No, he's no. not. Is he not playing no. yet? So so you could look at that maybe as a defensive partnership. And and O'Donnell's left out for the young boy Liam Palmer from Sheffield Wednesday last night. So that tells you now what he thinks of O'Donnell. So the right back berth is still going to be a problem. And Andy Robertson needs to get his finger out at international level to start doing it for us there. He's, he's betwixting between his goalies for McGregor eh, retired as well, Paul. That's still no been sorted. Yeah. So, you know, there's no problem. There's a problem there. Then the middle of the park, have we got width? We're at Ryan Fraser. James Forrest is in and out. McGinn's no, he work hard, but is he the same player for Scotland as for Villa? No. Every week, the English press are raving about John McGinn. Now, John McGinn's playing against better players in the English Premiership than he was playing against last night. Why is he no gain as that? I saw very well he covered every blade of the park. That's nonsense. You should be doing that anyway. He should be showing a bit of ability. And then McGregor, for me, you know, Jerry's been talking about, he's not really been doing it that much for Celtic either. So you're right. You know, the thing has got to be pointed at the manager because he's picking players who are not playing that well. There must be better players. But again, is there? I'm saying there must be, is there? Well, like, here's, here's what I ask. Here's the question. I'm not looking at the quality of the players. I'm looking at what the players are prepared to give. Not but let me ask you a question. If the players that are available to us are not doing it, mm-hmm. what are we going to lose? We might lose an extra couple of goals if it turns out to be a disaster. But you know what? Every time I see us put in a makeshift team, we put in a better performance. And the reason we put in a better performance is because we play with more commitment. People are trying. They want to show the manager what they can do. You know, it, it takes me back to, and I told you this, I remember my dad saying to me years ago when Beckham and Rooney and people like that were playing for for uh, the England team. My dad was saying to me, it's harder to get out the England team than it is to get in it. And well, I'm starting to feel that with Scotland. You know, I, I, I'm, of the, I'm just totally lost with this because, you know... I'm the same here. That there's, that it gets to the point now where uh, you just wonder. You wonder when you look at recruitment and you look at 
you know, they try to knock the houses down to get uh, Michael O'Neill over Free Island. They must have looked at that and where he was getting the best out of Northern Ireland squad. He, they, they must still be wondering, could he get more? Could Michael O'Neill get more out of Scottish players than what Stevie Clark is right now? Because he's getting a tune out of Northern Ireland. But we've got better players in Northern Ireland. How do you work that one out? As a team, it's, what you uh, said the other on about Gordon Strachan, off, off the, the recent managers in the past, Gordon Strachan virtually had a team that was going to do something. Correct. Reach, reach the, 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 the finals of a major competition. 100%. Passionate, international footballer, good stock, well thought in the game, didn't interview that well, but to hell with it, the players liked him. Never heard any drama with Strachan and players, and he picked players who... We're doing it. The shape was decent. We got results and we just missed out. We just missed out in qualification. Now, that should have been some that should have been enough build for something to build on that with striking. But what do we do? We gave him a Dan Max. But here's here's something that and, and look, I'm not having a pop at the, the manager. But here's here's a point that was made to me on social media last night. And they're saying Steve Clark was appointed Scotland manager, and I'm I'm say I'm not saying this that I believe this or this is my thinking. Mm-hmm. I want to hear what you guys have to say, because it is a kind of valid point. Steve Clark was appointed Scotland on the basis of a performance over really one season at Kelly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've, you, I can't, I can't knock that. And I can't really add to it because you've got it right. That's exactly right. Twelve months of good work, and, and a wee bit of the, the season before. Yeah, but the, wee se- bit of the season before. But say, the, but say the, fifteen, sixteen months of good work gets him the contract that he got on the back, and and was always Paul the pinnacle of everybody's career getting a Scotland job. A guy that was out of work went to you know revitalise Kilmarnock, resurrected them again, got them at the, the forefront of Scottish football. Still didn't win anything, but they were attractive to watch. But to be fair, Hugh, we were all shouting for Steve Clark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. me, everybody yeah, else, hundred percent. We were all shouting for Steve I, Clark. I, I think, I'd, I, and I'm, I'm no one, I'm no one plaudits for it. But even long before they were talking about an appointment, and uh, you know, I always thought that Steve Clark was the right appointment. Go to go to Kilmarnock, get Steve Clark. I think, I think you know, and then you went, well, that could be not a bad shout. And and I'd spoke to his brother Paul at a couple of games in hospitality, and he says he thinks he, that Paul that Stevie would have went down south. And the week later, he took the Scotland job. Higgs, what's your thoughts on that comment about we've made the decision based on pretty much a season? Well, I was like yourself and and, and Hugh, Bill. You know, you know he, what a job he had done with Colmarnock, and everyone was saying, well, who's going to be the next manager? Of a, Scotland, and I'm like everybody else, saying, well, Steve Clark deserves an opportunity, because what he did at Kilmarnock was, was more than exceptional, but what, what any manager, especially a, a national team manager, it's not like you can get players in, transfer players, you've got players at your disposal, and I know we've got a lot of Scottish players in Scotland and in England playing and playing their trade, but you're looking for international players who are going to stand up and be counted and we don't have too many in abundance that is a problem do we have so? I don't think so well, I think we have probably he, he, here's two, a, listen, two of the most he, he, I like to read people who are at the game and their views on them you know, at the end of the day these guys are there to, to write and for, for the papers and, and, and this is one that sticks at me now if this reporter has got an opinion at this player 
You would like to think that Steve Clark would know more and probably more into what this guy's ability is. Now, this is Ollie Buck, and this is what the reporter says. Ollie Buck has all the physical attributes to be a Scotland star. Right? Then it says, but just lacks the ability where it matters. Now, that kind of susses Ollie Buck up. Now, the reporter knows that. Why does Stevie Clark not know that? What does Stevie Clark think that Ollie Burke can, can bring to the party? Bill? Uh, you know, I've never been a Burke fan. Right, I know you haven't. And, I'm not and a Burke or McBurney well, fan. Well, we used and to it's hear, nothing to do with uh, Ollie's. We heard Murdo often say about Ollie McBurke when he was given the stage at Celtic Park. Great, you know, great pace and that burst away. But hey, wait a minute. You've got to be able to play. The boy's gone for big, big money. Subbed at half time. And How embarrassing. The boy goes for big money to all these clubs, but never ends up playing for them. Always goes out on loan or goes somewhere else. Unbelievable. Subbed at half time, four out of ten. And they're all fours, fives. Top rated was. Who was top rated? Callum McGregor with a six and uh, John McGinn with a six. Flecky. Ah, wee Flecky. Says the Sheffield United midfielder. Has waited a long time for his debut and finally got it. Gave the jersey everything he had to show. He can, he can compete at this level. Um, but Bill Leckie, I always like reading Bill as well, and he's a good wee bit as well. Flattened by a tornado. Russian, Russia 4, Scotland 0. Sadly, the weather was fine. <laughs> as in, there's a tornado hitting Japan and we mm. might be getting out. We've got a wee chance and, and, and we've, got, we've got away there last night since the weather was fine. Um, and again, straight to the point, Bill, he doesn't, he doesn't pull punch, he gets right in about it. But, you well, know... You've got, you've got a problem, like, you see, like, say, all work went to Leipzig for 15 million, goes get back to, to West Brom for, say, 13, 14 million. Uh-huh. That's 28 million, right? Now, how many games has he played in his career? How many goals has he scored in his career? That's not the players' fault. People come in from clubs come in from and spend vast amounts. Of, yeah. That's not the the players' fault. No, I agree with you, Higgs. But you know, again, it's not the players' fault that the managers asked them to play. You know, but then you've got to question the manager if he thinks he's got the ability to play because it's well, a manager think, that picks a team. He play a man That's away. right. He, he must think he's got something to offer. I, I was I was a wee bit concerned. He, he, I was happy he didn't play Shanklin for the start because the same thing oh, happened yeah. to Brophy a few games back when he played up front at Hamden and he was like lambs to the slaughter. Now the boy's not even in the squad now and no Dane that great again. And you just wonder maybe what that game done to him. Um, so, you know, to keep Shanklin on the bench, maybe brought him on. But we Shanklin's touch when he came on was good. He buzzed about. He didn't look yeah. out of sorts at all. So that's probably the only kind of thing he can take for it. But do you know what I'm talking about earlier on when I started talking about we couldn't beat Lithuania? And I no disrespect, we should be beating Lithuania with the team, the players that we've got in that 21s as well. You've got young Billy Gilmer, you've got Porteous, you've got players like that, you've got uh, Ross McCrory, you've got Glenn Middleton, all first-team players at their clubs. And we can't beat Lithuania at home. And Scott, here, here's what Scott, um, Scott Gemmell says. Scott Gemmell says, if I can find it, um, babes draw blank, but boss Gemmo sees, still sees positives. Whereabouts? How can you see positives if your team doesn't beat Lithuania at home? Twenty ones, good. No, good players, good team, good team in paper, and, and McCanny beat them. You know, it's just unbelievable. So that tells me we've got nothing coming through. Maybe the boy Gilmer might have might have been better getting a game last night for the first team. Why no? Frank Lampard's just gave him a new five-year contract, and he's kind of in and out to Chelsea. 
team, you know. So why why did we know blood him last night? It was a nothing. It was a nothing game. It was a national game that that we were never going to win anyway. I think that was his time last night. Maybe to throw the caps about. You know. Do you think footballers care anymore about international football? Surely they must care. Surely they must care. You know, on the edge of the park. You know, the the tartan army are singing their heart out, and mm-hmm. and it's a different breed, Paul. There's no that we know that. We we wholeheartedly uh, you know that these guys can, well they they can't be they can't be the way they, you know the, the way the results are going um uh, they can't be putting it in the way many goals do you think Ollie Burt scored in his league and international career I would say in total he's probably he's not even played a hundred games senior football and he'd be lucky if he scored a dozen goals I would say no more than twenty goals nineteen yeah I was in fire. 19 goals he scored. Yeah. Well, I, I think when it comes... And yet, to we were up in arms about picking Lauren Shanklin, some people. I think it's exactly the right thing to have done. He deserved his chance. That boy's been knocking in, you know, double mm. that in a, in a season. Yeah, 100%. But it'll hurt Paul and I being, you know, older pros and Paul playing at international level, mate, 21s, and, and knowing what it was like to be called up and go and play. So we've got an opinion on it because we know what it was like to do it. And there was nothing better. You walked 10 feet tall, and I was just a 21. So these guys were like, well, let, let me put something into the mix, guys, right? And uh-huh. I'm, it's just a theory, it's for debate. But the theory goes like this the game has changed in probably every way that it possibly could from when we had a good national team. It's changed in terms of its. The formations, it's changed in the style of play, it's changed in its physicality. We are now playing a a, a style of football, or our players are playing a style of football, which is totally alien to what made us a footballing nation to be respected and sometimes feared. And that was raw aggression, power, uh, doggedness, um, being a pain to people. The game doesn't encourage and doesn't develop that kind of play. Maybe we're just not playing our strengths anymore. Mm. Great point, Bill. Absolute great point. Why why can't we go uh, and play, you know, pressing football and getting in and about them? Because what they would do is the opposition would try and pick you off with a, with a passing game. But I'm sure if we could go back to what we did years gone by, I see Northern Ireland doing what mm-hmm. we still we did years ago. That's Northern right, Ireland, yeah. Are very up and up the, the opposition. Laughter back the team last night as well. Laughing because the teams a lot of problems. So I, I, I totally agree with you, Bill. I think we should do that because that's what we're good at. Yeah, totally agree. And 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 go with the shape that that suits the personnel. Listen, at the end of the day, you know we're we're only sitting here giving them our opinion because we care. You know, we're football guys. We 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 could be on the radio. We could be doing the boozer. We could be talking to folk about work. We'll all talk about football, and that's what it's all about. And you have the opinion, and, and sometimes we're right, sometimes there'll be people driving the car going, you're talking a lot of nonsense, but we're all entitled to our opinion. The same as the guy who's driving his car is entitled to his opinion. And the same as the people are, that are tweeting in, it's entitled to their opinion. It's all about opinions. We've all got an opinion. You know the reason we've all got opinion? Because we all love football, and we all love our country, and we all want to win football games. And you win them, you win them with passion, with fight, with sweat, with blood, with everything, because that's the type of people we are. 
I think we're, we've bought into this this proper football, this silky, sexy football. Scottish players are no of that ilk. Scottish players roll up the sleeve, they get in the front foot, they get in people's faces, and they don't get liked. Yeah, but you've just said that, and now look at what we were saying earlier on. For years we were talking about players not playing at the highest level down south. Now they do, and they play this kickball style of football. They don't play the way that we played, or the way that teams even played in England in those days when we were at our best. Yeah. The Leeds United's with the, the wee firebrands like Billy Bremner in the middle of the park, the Norman Hunters, people like that, the Joe Jordans, you know... Everything was different then. The Peter Lorimers and Eddie Grays. Now, there's international players I'm quoting straight off the top of my head from one team, and they all played the way that suited our natural style of play. Our players who go down south, and even Kieran Tierney, let's see over the next few months if there's a certain degree of aggression or adventurism that actually is taken away from Kieran Tierney a wee bit playing the English style of football. Well, you know... He's very, very raw into his management, his tenure of Scotland manager. But already, you know, the vultures are out. We know that. Because if you don't get results... But Hugh, we're not losing. We're getting battered. Annihilated, Bill. It's annihilated. You, you know, know, and, you and, and you, a, can't, you can't you stop hunt, people. You use loads of words. You know, I went, I went on social media last night and all I said, Paul, was one simple phrase... All I want to see is improvement. Is that too much to ask? Mm-hmm. Well, we, we, we kind of thought um, when Stevie Clark had come in, and I was all for the appointment. I think you know, I think the majority of the country was all for the Stevie Clark appointment. I thought it was the, as I said at the time, you appoint somebody who's hot rather than somebody that's known the game, and you're getting them a job. The way Big Alec can, came came back into it, but you give somebody a job who's doing the business there and then, and let them bring. His, his thoughts for Rugby Park, and you would have thought, keeping the same shape, but actually working with better players, no disrespect to the Kamala players, but he's got better players at his disposal than, than he was working at Rugby Park, and it's still no working. Well, let me just... So, but here's another thing, here's another thing. Yep. Right, he appoints the young, the big boy Stephen Reid, right, uh-huh. and he appoints Alec Dyer, uh, right. you know, I, I'm not, I, I think that could have been a wee bit more stronger. I think I think he, I don't think he's got strong enough lieutenants round about him. Uh, for me, Stephen Reid, what does he know about Scottish football? Right? And Alec Dyer, what does he know about international Scottish football? So why don't you why don't you why why could you not have brought in maybe a couple of managers from a Premier League to work with in match days? You know, stuff like that. You know, fans will fans will buy into that a wee bit. And go well with taste, trying something a bit different rather than what does that happen, Paul? Same old pals act. Get the folk in it, you know, give them a job. Stephen Reid, Republic of Ireland. Alec Dyer, English, no disrespect, but hey, I'm a passionate Scot. I always said I want to see passionate Scots in the side of the park. And that for me is a result. Well, but place. Hugh, there's a contradiction in itself. And again, I'm not having a go at Steve Clark, but you can call him passionate. On the side of the park. Well, why does he not get... He may be passionate when he talks to the players, and I'm sure he's got a, more than enough passion mm-hmm. for the job and for his country. Mm-hmm. But is Steve Clark a passionate guy at the side of the park? Well, if, you've no, if, you've no, if you're not that type of manager, then surely to God you've got to put in place the backroom staff to compensate for that. Well, that's a good point. Listen, but Higgs, you were going to make a point. Fire away. Ah, well, we had this conversation a month ago before 
Scotland were playing Belgium, right? Now, just talking about passionate managers, but you see Roberto Martin is, is passionate. I don't see his passion, because you know what? He's got quality on the, on the park doing the business for him, so he doesn't need to doesn't he be passionate because he allows the players to, to do the business because they're quality players. Now, remember we spoke about Belgium stripping back their system and everyone had to go ahead with it. Now, look at Belgium. Now, I don't know if you saw the Germany-Argentina game on, I think it was on Monday or Tuesday evening. Now, even Germany have stripped, stripped back their, uh, their team. They're actually going back to maybe 23, 24-year-olds. All the old break brigade out, apart from the goalkeeper, Neuer. And I don't know what, if you saw the game on, on Tuesday against Argentina, but see the first half. Germany were absolutely magnificent, winning 2-0 comfortably against Argentina. And then the second half, they lost their way. Mm-hmm. And Argentina should have won the game, but eventually drew 2-2. But the, the German fans were patient because they realised that German football is in transition again, so they have to be patient and wait for what's happening. Now, we've spoken about this on numerous occasions. Well, why couldn't we have done this five or ten years ago when, you know, things started to come to fruition? But we've just soldiered on with manager after manager after manager. And we're, we're back to square one now. We're playing San Marino on, on Sunday evening. You'll be lucky if there's 10,000 people turning up at, up at uh, Hamden on Sunday mm. at, at five o'clock. Um, now, are we expected to win? You well, like to think so. Well, you know, that, no. that, was, that was another young Ewan had said as well, you know, that he, he, we should be doing a wee bit more for the Scottish public come Sunday night. That's that's a game that sh- should be attractive. A hundred percent. Open the gates. Polish wouldn't let you do that. You know, that, 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 they, uh, they wouldn't let you do that in case there was, well, no chance of 60,000 <laughs> San Marino, but you'd never know. You know, if, if somebody's getting into a game for nothing at international, that's something Bill they could have looked at. You know, it's a good will. Get them in. Who? Get in Sunday night. Get them in. Get who? Free of charge the punters in. Sunday night. Well, that's mental cruelty. That's <laughs> abuse. That's, that's a problem. A lot of people. Aye, enough. That's that's abuse. Times again, five o'clock. What's uh, well? Uh, I, I I don't know. It's uh, it's just. Well, let, let me ask you a question, guys. Let me ask you a question. What do you think the score will be against San Marino? Two nothing. Scotland. Mm, mm, well, I think we won nine 0 last night, didn't they? Who? Oh, where'd you go to that? Belgium. You, you surely. Belgium won nine 0 yeah, You're comparing us to Belgium. No, I've never said that. She asked you right down my throat again. Anna. How can I compare? Because <laughs> I fancied us to beat Belgium <laughs> a few games. <laughs> <laughs> so here you go. I'm going to go for a. I think we'll beat San Marino four 0 on Sunday night. I know. San Marino. <laughs> Plumbers, Sparks, <laughs> Pizza Makers, Tor McAdam Workers. Yeah, and do you know what? They all put in a shift. Well, I know what. They all put in I, a shift. I probably the day shift then come out and pump us yeah, at night. They, do, they all put in a shift. They all play. Come on, is that where we are? Is that where we are? Because well, I think we're going time to will t- San Time Marino. will tell. Oh, God. Time will tell. Well, we struggled to be over there last time, didn't we? Yeah. Time will tell, my friend. Well, what do you think about the Nations League thing? Because that is that's gone. No, that's, that's gone. We're looking. If we, we it's it's not t- gone. Oh, don't talk daft. If we can't, if we can't get anything out of this, I totally disagree with you. Well, I don't care whether you disagree with me no, or not. Courses for courses, we'll butt for the, the Nations uh, against League. Bulgaria or yeah. Slovakia or yeah. somebody like that. Yeah. 
I think it's Norway they were talking about, maybe. And do you think they'll do well against these countries, Bill? Uh, here, I should say. Uh, listen, it can't get any worse. Heggs, it can't get any worse. Sunday. Sunday. No. We'll, we'll beat we'll beat San Marino four or five now. Right. Heggs. Heggs. five goals. Heggs, just a wee minute. This is the guy that even a minute ago said that I picked him to do well against Belgium. So, so is there anything that comes out of his mouth now about Scotland and the national team that has any credibility? They say, I love you. You know what I mean? <laughs> the guy is away in La La Land. <laughs> <laughs> he's away with a, a, he's he's a one liners in it. The big man's getting a one liners in it. Away with the fairies. Aye, away with the fairies. Oh dearie me. Yes, okay. But see see if we do get in the back door of the, 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 the nation's cup. Yes, Paul. Are we going to do well when we get to the, the actual We'll win it, Paul. We'll win it. Come on, be positive, Paul. <laughs> Paul 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 Paul, let me ask you a question. Come on. Let me ask you a question. There's only two people that go through the back door, tradesmen and burglars. <laughs> you know. We'll win it, Higgs. Come on, Paul. He's got Let's get songs going. Come on, let's get bagpipes now. Come on, let's get passionate about our country. Use two big dooming gloomers. Come on. Let's get a wee bit of fire in the belly and be up for it. Do you know that there's a thing called the Glasgow Coma Scale, and when people are injured badly, they give a GCS as to how alert they are, and it's called the the GCS stands for Glasgow Coma Scale. You've lost, you've lost it. No, I'm going to tell you now. See, after tonight, there will be a new scale for testing people who need to be committed for their own safety, and it will be called the Burn Scale. <laughs> Well, I've been close to that before a few times now. So. Good grief. <laughs> Honestly, well, guys, at, I'm sorry. Look at the group. But we've scored five goals and we've lost 17. Six points. Mm-hmm. Well, Unbelievable, eh? Yeah, it's... Uh, listen, it's no great reading. It's no good. Morale's <laughs> down. Um, it's been all said today. It's been wrote about. I'm just trying to be as positive as I can. And when I still look through my Scotland squad, they'll go, we should be getting more out of there, boys. They're, they're better than what results are shown right now. Must be. Must be. Oh, I keep saying that. Oh, millionaire footballers. And you also keep saying the league doesn't lie. Well, that's a bit different at international level. Oh, <laughs> is it? Is it? Aye. All right, okay. At the domestic level. Of course it is. No, the, the, the table doesn't lie. No. No. You've got massive euphoria this now, you. Rangers are top of the league. And that's all you're We're top of the league again. Pass me your drink. Fly the fly. Pass me your drink. Fly the fly. No, I'm not giving you that Ribena for your big lips. Uh, oh, no, I don't want to drink it. I just want to make sure it's Ribena. <laughs> it's fine. I bought it in the way in. Uh, well, listen. You two are dooming gloomers tonight. I'm up for it. We'll beat San Marino. Get, I'm going actually going to go to the game on Sunday. I'm going to get killed out. I'm going to walk up the Hamden. I bet you don't. The Hamden walkway. Get the kilt on and give it a get. I'm going to have tatties, haggis, and neeps before the game. Aye, at his, mother's, at his mother's and then fall asleep on her couch. And I'm going to be And right. miss the whole game, even on the telly. I'm going to get in there and sing my heart out. There you go. All right, boys, I'm depressed enough now. Let's move on to the Camel Wafer Cup, which is happening this weekend. Is it, cam- is it not a Camel Log Cup? No, it's a Camel Wafer Cup. The Tunnock's Camel Wafer Cup. To give it its proper title. Uh, Stenhouse Muir are in action tonight against Waterford. Uh-huh. Uh, Stenny and Stevie Irons Davey took Irons. over. Uh, Stenny had kind of 
they're kind of reborn. They're born against warriors. Yeah, big slinky. I played with him with uh, big Davy Paul at Dunfermline. Lovely, lovely guy, yeah. uh, Davy Irons. And then they chucked it and came out of the game and then became a policeman. I met him well, he'd been at, of course, he'd been at Thingy before. He'd been at Stenny before. before. Aye, it's great when you meet up with old people you hadn't seen for a while, old players and... It says I'm surprised it took you so long to meet up with him, bearing in mind he's a copper. Yeah, well, that's right. I keep my arms around <laughs> for these people. Uh, but David just laughs. He just laughs when he meets me anyway, because we had such a wonderful time at Dunfermline with a big leashman in the dressing room and all that. So it's great when you see Paul. It's great when you when you know the manager of your club, isn't it? And you you yeah. know you know that you know what I'm saying, Paul. Bill doesn't know because he didn't play at that level. Oh, here again. we go again. <laughs> you know, well, no, that's actually not that's actually not true. Mm-hmm. That's not. I, I, I played at the level that Davy Arms is at now managing. No, you never played at that level. Yeah, I did. No, you played yeah. with Slimmer Rovers. No, I never. You did. Sli- no, I never. You did Slimmer Wanderers. Aye, thank you. Aye, thank Slimmer you. Wanderers. What a great name for a club. Anyway, you know, a I, bit like Wolverhampton Wanderers or Bolton Slimmer Wanderers. Slimmer Wanderers. People like the, that. Doing the beach eh? with that the budgie smugglers on. You know, what is that <laughs> all about? smugglers. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable picture <laughs> that was. Anyway, big David. At least I had a budget to smuggle. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Very true. So, you know, Davies there. Couple of wins. Beat Youngie's team, by the way. Beat Cove Rangers. That was a coot and buster. Last week. And they were a goal down. Beat them, I think. Did it finish 4-2? I think it did maybe finish 4-2 against Waterford. Well, you know, I, I don't have many contacts in Waterford. I try to, try to phone Wait, over Just there. make yourself crystal clear about yeah. Waterford. Oh, that's, that's all you need to do. Oh, come on. I get crystal clear, but I like that. <laughs> that's it. Is there a delay going out of Dundee? <laughs> uh, you know, no, I like that, bro. That's good. <laughs> Oh, he's sitting here, these big faces all laughing now that you've said that, Higgs. He's got a big smile on his kit now. Oh, his big cheeks. Big cheeks are all in now. Well, listen, as it's good. Um, Higgs, I'm disappointed you weren't impressed. I knew what GCS meant in medical terms. Well, I did. I did. You know. I don't even. I don't even know where Waterford are in the, in the Irish League, but if you just give me two minutes. I'd be able to phone over Waterford. You don't need to be as complicated as this for the Tunnock's Carmel Waver Cup. How do you know? Who do you, who do you think will win, well, Stenny or Waterford? Oh, it's no. Usually get Premier Division and. and uh, oh, wait a minute. I know, I've no got it. I thought I might get the, the league, but I've no got it. Uh, I'm going to go for a home win. Davey Irons to keep the ball rolling. Stenny 2, Waterford 1. Hex, what's your thoughts on this? Bearing in mind that all three of us know precious little about Waterford. Right out of the air, I have no clue. <laughs> well, come on, tell me about living. Yeah, come on. Were, I didn't realise we were playing, so I apologise to no. all the Warrior fans who had. Oh, surely, surely you must be able to see through Bill Benoit. Come on. <laughs> I'm going to go for the same result as Mr. Burns because it sounds it sounds feasible in my eyes. <laughs> uh, Big okay. David Irons, great guy. Stennis two, two, Waterford one. All right. Clyde against their broth uh, up at Gayfield. Well, you know, that's... that's Danny against the Bunnet. That's second division. No, it's first division, isn't it? Against uh, the Bunnet. Yeah. Championship, yep. so... Division one against championship. Yeah, it'll be good banter up there. Uh, the the Bunnets had a great start to the season. And, you know, no matter what, hey, listen, it doesn't matter what competition Dick Campbell sends his team out. He's out to win the game and they'll be a, as passionate as ever. Danny as well doing a good job. Maybe Alan Moore, a parliament at Clyde and... The bad result last week, Clyde, I've got to say, I think they lost home. Yeah, they did. They did. I don't know how that could go. It depends how 
Uh, Dick Campbell sees that. He might just play. He might just play second team in that particular competition. But again, that's you know, both will still want to go as far as they can. So will Clyde. Mm, I don't know. Phone Dick. See how he's going on. See what kind of team he's putting out. No, that's it, is it? Yeah, that's it. That's all I know about it. You know what I mean? You've, we've not in... get leagues. We've not get results. Our... It's not a What's league. It's not, it's not a league. It's the Camel Waver Cup. Well, it's the Camel Waver. You Cup. know what cups are like? Anybody can win on the day. Right. You've played in cup matches. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Correct. You know, at the level you've played at, yeah. you've played in them. Better so... level than you. That's yeah. Sure. So you just you... keep doing it. Where's the Slima Wanderers? You've you played any cup you... competitions? You... Slima Wanderers. You fire There's away. only three teams out there in Malta anyway, wasn't there? No. Oh, knickers. How many? They've got three divisions. Oh, yeah. Aye, quality. Three divisions. Pure quality. <clears throat> well, we play Cyprus in two weeks, three weeks' time, you, so... And they're friendly. We'll see how we do against them. Mm-hmm. We're in Cyprus? Yes. Well, I might fly over for that, to be honest. I will go Buddy Holly Airways then. <laughs> <laughs> Fire away, Higgs. Uh, I'll both Clyde. Were they talking try, about try it? And, were they talking about it? Try, in try and make it a wee bit more interesting than we got from Burns, if you would. Well, I thought I thought Hugh was actually quite good because I'm struggling as well. Uh, I think uh, I think home advantage will be uh, a big uh, a big uh, plus in this in this cup uh, mm-hmm. cup tie. That's not me off. I've had a couple of mm-hmm. adverse results over the last two or three weeks. Hardroth with Dundee and. And Dungeon 8 beating them, so um, I think Dick will be wanting to. I think he'll play his first team tomorrow to to make sure that they're fit and ready to go for for the following fixture next Saturday. So yeah. I think home advantage uh, uh, Bill will be uh, a big factor in this one. And I think, like I said, Danny Lennon's done done pretty well at, at Clyde. I, I feel as well that David Goodwillie at that level is too good and. I know he's been spent, suspended for being a couple of games, but he might be back tomorrow. So, you know, with, with uh, Goodwillie coming back, that could, that could be a, um, a real plus for Clyde. I, I think I both will just sneak it with a home win, 2-1. Right, OK. Well, I'm fed up with the camel. We have a cup new two now, so you can talk about whatever you like. Oh, do you? Well, that's, that's funny you should say that because I've just opened the paper and there's a couple of good stories Aye. about Stevie Naismith reckons a visit from Rangers can bring out the best a week in Sunday. I know we'll talk about the game next weekend anyway, but... I thought it was a hamstring he was injured with. He well, wasn't falling in the end. I thought it wasn't a concussion, it was a hamstring. Yeah, yeah it's a, a tweaking the hamstring. But so what's he talking about? Yeah. A visit from Rangers could bring out the best in the You're hearts. just ready to have a pop at me about anything now, aren't no, you? No, I'm having a pop at Stephen yeah. Naismith. Former Jersey striker Naismith, who is hoping to return from a tweaked hamstring, said, our best yeah, performances win the lottery. shut it have been in the big games Aberdeen and Hibs the performance have not been good enough overall we have the good we have good players week in week out we're doing silly things on and off the ball and we've got to pull our socks up and get and get tighter so I don't know what your thoughts are with that there's loads of things happening in the papers I'm glad you took me to the papers because it's, it's amazing and then another thing exclusive today in the back of the Daily Record Paul I don't know if you buy the Daily Ranger I don't yeah, the Daily Ranger up in Dundee. It says, Kenny Vent's fury over Jer's exit. Disgusting and unforgivable. Striker claims he and Lee Wallace hung out to dry by club officials. Insists he wouldn't treat his worst enemy the way him and Lee Wallace were treated. Former Ranger striker Kenny Miller has opened up on his disgusting exit from Ibrox. The Miller now at Patrick Thistle was suspended for an alleged dressing room bust up in April 2018 with uh, Graham Murty along with uh, Lee Wallace 
Um, they put the pair one. They were cleared, Bill. Obviously. Do you uh, know? I'd rather hear. I'd rather hear exactly why he left Livingston. That's what I'd rather hear. I think there's a more than meets the eye with Mr Miller, I've got to say. Um, another wee thing that's going through the papers just well, I don't know what your thoughts on that are. Jack Ross losing his job at Sunderland, Paul, with 18 months there, and uh, he lost it pretty quick midweek. Well, two and a half years ago he was at Alloa, and then he goes to St Martin, does really well and gets some promotion, and his stock is, was really high, and yes. it just shows you, Bill and Hughes, see if you don't you know, sort of strike for the irons hot. Aye, got to keep, you've got, got to keep winning games, Paul. That's it, no matter where you are, isn't it? It's one of them. You've just got it to is. keep winning games. Yeah. Correct. Then he goes from St. Mum to, to Sunderland and just misses out on the, in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And obviously this season, you know, they're probably hoping to, to be at least first or second in the league, which they're not. I think they're fifth or sixth at present. And obviously they've taken action. But I must admit, I feel sorry for managers because, you know, they say a week's a long time in, in, in politics, but a week's a long time in football as well, because you could be the crest of the wave one week, you, and then, you know, at the bottom of the ocean the second week. And, you know, you've got a, a, a good young manager who's done exceptionally well for the last three years with Alawa, St. Martin, and Sunderland. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, all of a sudden, it goes pear shaped. And he may not get another job for, 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 for a, 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 sp- a good spell. I think he will, mm-hmm. but I just hope he gets back in the game as quickly as he can because I think I think he's a, a manager that should be in the game still with Sunderland. Yeah, we had we had a great little reporter on. Bill had organised one of his better ones uh, midweek, a lad for Sunderland. It kind of knew his stuff and. Uh, you know, but we were right off the mark with the appointments at Sunderland because Kevin Phillips is now installed as favourite. Keane has again been very highly yeah. quoted on the back of really the the fans behind Keno, uh, and there was another one that was mentioned. So we never we didn't get that right at all. But um, I, I I initially thought that the appointment of Jack Ross was I th- I thought it was I I just think the club was too big for Jack Ross, Paul. Um, you know, okay, he kept it Merton up or got them up, I should say, but. Is that good enough to go to, you know, in front of 30 and 40,000 people to get it right? I think a lot of these guys are lucky to get the gigs they get early in their career. Uh, and I think Jack Ross should maybe have been, you know, if he'd have left St Mirren and maybe went to a you know, champion, a, you know, a, a, a smaller first division club in England and got it right there again and then get a step up again. Sometimes, you know, the, the dugout can be too big. We often say sometimes the jersey can be too big for players, but sometimes the dugout can be too big as well, Paul. But, but, but Hugh, you know, circumstances were changed with Jack Ross because obviously he did really well with, uh, with St. Martin. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, it comes upon you. Now, do you either turn it down and people say, well, he's not ambitious enough or he doesn't want to go to a club like Sunderland? I know, or I know. Like yeah, it's, so hard, it's hard for the player. It's hard for the manager to turn it down. We know that, so and even even financially as well, Paul. Financially as well. See, you know, a hundred grand a year at St Martin could be three hundred grand a year. Yeah. You know, some and, and and then of course you're sitting with a wife if you've got one, and you're having a chat and saying this is how it works. Um, and before you know it, 
you know, aye, career move, it's a belter. There's no doubt about it. And by the way, let's be honest, he'd get way down to go as well. So that all stacks up and it works well. And you move on to your next job. But I tell you, it was a cracking job. It was a great opportunity. But the bottom line is, as much as a lot of people are feeling sorry for Jack Ross, he didn't get it right. And I'm, and I'm still reading. I can walk away with my held head high. And I don't get that either because he didn't want enough games. He didn't want enough games to keep your job. So... Hope I've not got Jack Ross on in Monday night, that's for sure. Bill, Bill, Bill I mean, just what you're talking about, like so Sunderland Jack Ross, I, I remember I said uh, a right few uh, weeks ago was Paul Hartley was, you know, was doing really well for Dundee and he had Cardiff City, he had turned down Cardiff City. Now, he, Paul decided to sort of be loyal and stay with the club, which was Dundee, and then obviously things didn't go particularly well, and then he gets a sack, and he's missed out on a, a huge club like the Cardiff City. I think Manchester have just got to go with the flow and just hope that when they do go to that club, they do well and mm-hmm. go and Bad get luck. a springboard to another club, because mm-hmm. you might never get another opportunity to, to manage Sunderland and, and Paul Hartley's case, Cardiff City, and mm-hmm. now there's Paul Hartley. He went to a few clubs, now he's at Co-Rangers and doing ever so well. But you know, Paul, Paul, just yeah. talking about that, let's let's compare Jack Ross to a similar situation with Ray McKinnon. He's four points off an automatic promotion place That's with right. a game in hand. That's right. He's, so he's, beaten, well. he's beaten two Premier League club, clubs away from home in the League Cup. Cup, That's right. You know what I mean? Wonder, he's lost He's what? lost seven games out of 57 games. I know, I know. So what's the chairman then? And the first division in England. You know first division in England. But that's what he's been put up against with other people. It's he's the, yeah, but no, the, it's the first division in England. Sunderland. Massive club. 13,000, 40,000 people there. And you're saying he's only lost 7 in 57. Yeah. I think it's a good record for that level. And he's not done anything. It'll be a better record than some managers that are in a place oh, just now. Yeah, Four points with a game Sunderland in hand. Four points with a game in hand against, you know, Sunderland are the biggest for a, an automatic club promotion league, place. They're the biggest club in that league, Sunderland. I'm not saying they're not. Yeah. So if Jack Ross had hadn't lost any games and had won every game, do you think you know he'd be still there, wouldn't he? And they'd be raving about him, but he wasn't doing that. If he's he's doing four that. points off. Aye, off. Why is off he not at top an automatic league? relegation Why is he place? Not at top of because he's, the other teams are playing better. Well, exactly. Well, it's up for that was up. But he's not. Again. He's not out the hunt. Ach. But Hugh, there's only been about eight or nine games played. Yeah, I know, but I, I, I just didn't think it was a good fit. I just, I just didn't think it was big enough to get that right there. I think Sunderland's a massive, massive football club. And you know that as well. In your heart of hearts, do you think Jack Ross is big enough to be the manager of Sunderland? I, I, yeah, I do. And I think, I think no. that Sunderland could still have come good. No, I don't think so. My but opinion. You, if you were the manager of, and you were Jack Ross's position mm-hmm. and you were manager of St. Martin and somebody comes in like Sunderland like you, would you have turned it down? No, oh, definitely. Oh, 100%, yeah. I would have sat tight and got the right job hoping that, you know, Maybe had a come in for me or something like that. <laughs> but no, come on, when it comes to it, cut out the carry on. Money talks and send me managers. Hey, you should know you'd be the manager yourself. You'll have been offered good deals to go here, there and everywhere. Or, mm-hmm. You know, backroom staff and work in the game yeah. and what have you. And, 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 and your needs are no different for a footballer. You know, so, right. you know, and, and, and that's probably the reason that the move was, went through. That, you know, it could have went to Sunderland possibly when they were in, in, in better footings, when the early shot was still looking to sell it, has moved it on now, I believe, Bill. There's a new investment now there, isn't there? Sunderland? I think there's no, there's people talking. But to there's, early shot. There's no, there's not, um, 
any hard and fast takeover bid there. Well, it could have been, probably Waters could have been calmer in that front, but uh, Jack's there, I think you've got to juggle it. I just think that such a big club, you can't be losing games in, in that division for me. And uh, I just think there was uh, too many games, draws, 19 draws last season as well they got, so... Anyway, where we go now? Here's another headline. Evergreen Defoe has heart set on title party with Rangers. Now you're talking me, man. Next May. And celebrating his 40th playing at Ibrox. Jermaine Defoe has told Rangers he's desperate to extend his Ibrox stay and keep playing into his 40s. The Jersey Jez- Hitman turned 37 earlier this week, but has not lost his sharpness. 12 goals in 14 games. Jez boss Stephen Jenner has revealed he's keen on keeping his former England teammate. The striker admitted he'd jump at the chance to stay in Scotland. What do you think of that one, Bill? I heard that earlier. I heard that earlier on in the week. I, I think that Jermaine Defoe can can go on, and I mm-hmm. think he could play in his forties. Mm-hmm. But you know, even just now, he's not a, a, an automatic start on a regular basis. I think that'll be a lot to do with his age and you know. Well, ab- you know, absolutely. The manager picking his absolutely. Game Look, if Jermaine Defoe is coming to Rangers on a free because he's, he's contracts up at the end of the season yeah that's right if he's coming on a free you're, you're losing nothing he'll be a player that won't be difficult to deal with financially because he's made his money you'll probably find come the summer it'll be cheaper to keep him next year well there you go um the contribution he's made thus far paul uh it's not something that you could overlook is it um it, it really depends on a lot of different things for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them being whether Morellis goes or whether he stays, and if Morellis goes, what they get for him and who they bring in. Uh, Defoe's always going to be your backup man. I think there's two factors, really, Bill. I think uh, Jermaine Defoe has been absolutely outstanding uh, since he came to uh, Hydrox. I know they had a, a, a wee injury to begin with, but I think he's been brilliant on the park and. I think more importantly off the park because when he's not playing he'll be helping players he'll be telling players what to do he'll probably give players a bit of advice how to go about things and he's probably like uh, to a lesser extent like a, or a greater extent than the likes of Naismith of Hearts I just think he's a model professional and to play at that age at 37 and scoring goals at a regular rate albeit it's with Rangers and he'll get more chances uh, with Rangers than any other club, possibly with Celtic, but he's still got to do it, he's still got to convert it, and he has done that, he's scored 12 goals he never lose that and what he's doing off the park is just as great on the park and uh, I think he can play for a, a, a good number of years as long as he keeps fit and healthy what I do like about him is he says all the right things and he's he's a player that looks after himself because when you're playing at 37, 38 you've got to look after yourself and he's done that for the last 20 years Well, talking about players looking after themselves another story just above that as well and it's a good story about um, the manager Paul Warren who's the manager of Rotherham United that took down young Jake Hasty mm-hmm. to, uh, to Rotherham and talking about getting them eating proper things, nutritional foundations is what he call it. He says, he doesn't play last week, uh, Jake Hastings said, I've never played three games in eight days. And I think the, the guy, the Rotherham manager has said, obviously they don't play as many midweek games in Scotland as they do down there where the league's been bigger mm-hmm. and what have you. Yeah. But he's raving about Hasty and, and the upbringing he's had and good solid upbringing and what have you. And uh, he says the first time he spoke to Jake Hasty was a kind of, it was an open call, it was on loudspeaker. 
and uh, you know he was talking away to him, blah blah blah. And he says, "Listen, he says, how do you think your family will feel about this?" Uh, and he says, uh, well, "Paul, you don't need to worry about it. I'm always been listening to this conversation for half an hour <laughs> on the end, <laughs> <laughs> on the loudspeaker here, which is great, isn't it? You're most sitting with bated breath what you're doing because I think it was." Um, you know, we spoke about maybe Rangers being a wee bit short in the way departments, what have you. But, you know, yeah. to, to, to get down and get as many games, get yourself fitter. I like Tasty. You know, I've seen him a couple of times with Murrow, and he's got that knack of doing with the um, uh, thing with, uh, who played last week got signed him for Aberdeen. <sighs> My name's Scott. Greg Stewart. Greg Stewart. Similar bill on the right, cutting in on that left. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hasty does. And, and the more games he'll be getting down there, he's fitter and he's loving life there. And, and a good set-up, Rotherham as well. They moved to a new stadium. It's a good surface. He's getting on well with the manager and, and playing every week. You know, and you can't beat playing. You know, and, and he'll come up. The same as, well, there's another one probably thrown in the mix as well. You know, seems to all went quite quiet in the Greg Doherty stakes. I don't know if you've heard well, anything about that. Well, I have indeed. I've heard that Gary McAllister and Stephen Gerrard have been very, very impressed with Greg Doherty in training. And there is now talk of him coming back into the fold and possibly getting his opportunity. Mm, well, I don't know. I've got my doubts now. Um, well, I'm just telling you what I've heard. Well, you know, he's been up for the summer. You know, he went in pre-season. He's been in squads. Why is he on the team then? You know, this, you know, pleased with him and you know he's doing well. Well, training. He ha- they haven't loaned him out and they haven't got rid of him. Oh, that's true. That's that's true. They've kept him there, so they might see something for him there. And uh, but again, the problem with Greg Rocket, he's got the better Rangers do and continue to do as hard as for him again. You know, so there, there, there's a, such a big squad. But that's, that's the same for any player that's not getting a regular start in the Rangers squad, and that's why they've got to fight to show that they deserve that chance. Yeah. And as I say, what I've heard is that Greg Doherty is impressing both the manager and his assistant uh, in training. So there's an opportunity possibly looming for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, listen, he's got ability, he's, he's busy, he's fit. Um, and, and it's listen. At the end of the day, it's 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 up to him to get on the team. If he's if he's knocking the the, the walls down uh, at training and, and and he's sticking out, then there's there's, there's no reason why he um he can't he can't get in the first team. You know, he's got got ability, but it's hard getting in when you've when you've not got that. Uh, I'm desperate to go back to the Lee Miller, Lee Miller, the Kenny Miller story. I'm having to look at this again. Uh, when it all happened, Paul, it was kind of. You know, it's taken so long for Kenny Miller to come out with us, isn't it? But you know, it's sat on the fence for a long time, and he never said anything. But yeah, um, it just says he says he says I was so out of the team. By the way, a training every day, no issue with the manager. He says the manager had a culture of shaking everybody's hands in the morning. Every morning I shook his hand. I just wasn't getting selected for squads, but with no reason behind it. He says, and after Coutinho's second, Murty took charge. Miller said he has no idea what happened to the relationship with the manager. But that happens because I've left clubs and, you know, folk, oh, what happened to any go, I tell you, I don't know. Just, you know, fall out with managers, mm. you know, and same way you and I fall out, we'll fall back in again, and, you know, have a cuddle, and that'll be no, us. No, no, no. Too far. Uh, far too far. You know, so it's one of them, but I, I would have thought that, I thought Kenny might have just kept that. Um, to himself, uh, I don't, I don't know what your thoughts in that were, but he's still playing away, and uh, and the best luck to him. There's another wee one in the papers. Paul Higginbottom 
get a th- handed a three-match touchline ban. Uh, to a, a three-match for t- kicking w- the bottle. Yeah, with one suspended for his temper tantrum against Celtic. The Hibs boss will be absent from the dugout for the upcoming the upcoming games against Hamilton and Ross County following the SFA disciplinary hearing. He didn't hit the referee with the ball. I don't think. I just gonna. Fourth official. Do you think he actually made it? I don't, I don't think, think he actually oh, I don't think he kicked it at the official. I think he just kicked it in a, yeah, a fit yeah. of peak and it hit the guy. Listen, guys, we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk more football after this. If you're a fan of Scottish junior football, then Just the Juniors is a must-listen for you here on Rocksport Radio. Nobody brings you more or better coverage of the junior game on radio than Bill Kilgour and John Redmond. Unrivaled knowledge, interviews with the managers, players and people who run junior football in Scotland. Every Friday, 8pm to 9pm is when you can hear Scotland's flagship junior football show. Make sure you're listening. Just the Juniors, brought to you by Plumbase, the trade's Premier League team. Leave the winter outside with Plumbase's hottest offers in Feel the Heat brochure. Get yours at your local Plumbase branch. Do you hear that? That's your family coming round to your new house for Sunday lunch. Your son opening the door of his first home. Visitors arriving at your guest house. Friends coming over to watch the football. Scottish Building Society offer a range of mortgages, so we can turn this into this. Scottish Building Society. We've been helping people open doors since 1848. Call us today on 0345 600 4085. Scottish Building Society is authorised by the Prudential Regulation Authority and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority and the Prudential Regulation Authority. William, Pamela and Anthony were sold investments by banks and ended up losing money. Luckily, they contacted Goodwin Barrett and were able to claim back a total of £65,500. If you've lost money on an investment sold by a bank or financial advisor, even if you no longer have the investment or the paperwork, Goodwin Barrett could help. Discover how much you could be owed. Text GOOD to 6677. Text GOOD to 6677 now. It's easy to put things off. I'll sort it tomorrow. It'll wait. Well, turns out if you're a man with prostate disease, the sooner you spot it, the better it can often be treated. So if your dad or brother have had prostate cancer or you're having trouble with your waterworks, do something about it. See your GP or visit prostatescotland.org.uk for more information. Prostate Scotland. Pull your finger out. Love music. Live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Hegarty on Rock Sport Radio. You're singing along with the jingles now. Oh, did you hear me now? I did hear you. Oh, okay. That's why I asked you. Mm-hmm. Uh, right, have you got anything else you want to talk about? Higgs, is there anything you want to talk about? And I'm thinking about particularly... Is there anything in the, the, the Brody Ferry Courier up there? No, I'm thinking particularly about what the, the feeling's been around Dundee United with young Shankland getting his call up. Mm-hmm. Well, everyone's delighted with Lawrence getting an opportunity to, to play for Scotland. Well, I'm I'd preferred him just to make sure that he played in the, the second game, which would be San Marino, but obviously he's, he's made his debut against Russia, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to uh, put on the jersey on Sunday evening. Um, what I've got to say about Dungeon United, the last time they, they, they lost, they lost to Aloha Athletic, uh, uh, Mr. Mr. Young, 
you had actually said that, and uh, I texted you on that. You did. You did. Oh, you just text my man now. Oh, is it like <laughs> that? Is it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> used to have nothing on watching, boy. You, <laughs> used he, to. The cat's in the bag, Higgs. That's he, it. He was, uh, These two are going behind my back. There's, like, there's some happening here. <laughs> <laughs> I no, if you, if you, I texted you, Bill. If you recall, I said oh, that I yeah. felt that that it was a difficult place to go, mm-hmm. and that Dundee United would have to be on top form to beat Alloa. That's what you said, and, and I actually followed it up saying it will be interesting to see how they do because uh, two weeks ago the, the, they were losing one nothing to our broth and managed to turn around at Tannis two one, and you're hoping that they've kicked on from last year, but. They've not learned from last year's lessons. So um, uh, these games are going to be really difficult for United from now till May. Uh, and it's been pretty quiet this uh, last 10 days, albeit because there's no no uh, fixtures up this way. But um, I think we've actually been sort of put in our place a wee bit because uh, a great result for uh, for Alaba winning 1-0 against uh, United at what it does do guys is it shows that the championship as we've always said is such a competitive league and, and, and that any team on the day can beat any other team definitely Bill yeah uh, I've got to agree with that but the way United have been playing uh, from their growth game really great against Vernes uh, in the first game of the season did brilliant against Dundee and then obviously winning comfortably against Morton 6 nothing uh, two weeks ago you were hoping they were going to build on that, but some players have rested on their laurels and been found out. So they've got to realise that every game is a cup final for them because this is a a huge, huge year for the club to get up into the Premier. Mr Burns? Yeah, I've got to, I've got to agree. Dundee United, I think, might just have the, you know, the gem with uh, we Lawrence. And obviously Paul is alluding to Lawrence, you know, first name terms now. So I think if Paul... <laughs> Alludes to Lawrence. Um, then I, th- I think we all can, Bill. So we'll drop, we'll, we'll drop the Shankland, and it's just uh, young Lawrence up front. Um, so young Lawrence, be sensible no, for once. Well, young Lawrence is, is in the squad and uh, on merit. Let's you know, by the, he's doing the business for Dundee United, who are a big club who need to get into the Premier League. Dundee United are a Premier League club. We're just hoping this time next year we're talking about Dundee United in the Premier League and, and the fixtures on the Friday night United are in them. We're all hoping that. Um, I know a lot of Rangers fans are not like that either and what happened uh, with, with the Thompson thing and voting them down and, you know, what yeah. have you. And I get, I get that as well, but, you know, yeah. everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm not of that. I want to, I want to see the, 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 the league strong with Dundee United in it and I'll get stuck for that, no, no doubt. But, again, I'm, I'm not ready to sit here and... And, and lie about it, I want United up and um, I just think it's a stronger league with a minute, but listen, you know something I, I think the way this boy knows where the goals are, I think uh, you know, there's a lot of other clubs having a wee look at that now and going, you know, we mentioned Aberdeen, I had been there before but has Aberdeen got a poacher and a sniffer and a penalty box player like, like Lawrence or, you know, uh, Chris Boyd or Coisty, he's, he's of that ilk, isn't he? You know, would Rangers have a wee look at him? Yeah. Probably sent some scouts down to Somerset to have a wee look. So, again, but there were strong, was strong indications, indications that, that Rangers were going to take him. Yeah, and, why, and he is a big Rangers fan. And, yeah, well, you know, and that's certainly a plus. Uh, you know, if, if the Rangers are looking at you and you want to go there, then the boy would have been delighted to go there. But again, don't get me wrong, we're hearing through the grapevine. 
don't quote me on it, but mm, we've heard for a very strong source that Dundee United are well looking after him, and we've heard that for a right good source. Mm-hmm. And I, I meant to actually phone you about that when we'd, we spoke to somebody about the deal that he allegedly is on at Tanner Dyson, and I bet you'd have been a million miles away from what we'd heard he's on, so they're making it worth a while. They got in a Bosman, of course, didn't they? Yeah. So, you know, there was no fee, and I think that the, the air had maybe knocked back two and a half, three hundred grand for him, so I think all that money was always in I the think pot. What, I think what Air wanted was they wanted anybody that came in mm-hmm. to leave him at Air till the end of the season. season. And I'm not sure how how receptive anybody that was making a bid was to that, particularly. Yeah, well, I, again, that's player power, isn't it? You know, when you get to that time of the January, when you know you're, you're up in the May, you can do what you want. Yeah. Because you can be rest assured that you know you're going in a few months' time, that your agent's already speaking to the club that wants to sign you, and you know exactly the deal you're going on to. Lord Shankly would have known he's going to Dundee United in the May, on the January bill, because the deal would have been done with the, oh, no, and, and, with the agent and the club. And that's that's perfectly legit. And when you're coming to the end of your contract, a club can get you on a pre-contract six months they remaining. Got, they did not get him on a pre-contract anyway. Yeah, they did. So the pre-contract was done. I don't know, figures and deals that in, the, in the contract, would that be in there? Yeah, I mean, but you, how would you sign it if you didn't know what you, what's involved? No, you would sign a pre-contract to go to them, depending yeah, but you, on what yeah, the but negotiations you, no, were. No, you'd have to know. Do you think the, the, the deal is in January? You'd have to know in advance what was on offer. Really? Yeah. Do you think that's right, Paul? Oh, I think so. No, I wouldn't have known that. Yeah, yeah, no, no, you, would, you, would, you, would have, you would have to know in advance. Otherwise, you could sign, you could turn it into a Dutch auction by signing so many pre-contracts, saying dependent on what the offer well, was. That's the reason you sign the pre-contract, because you know what the deal is coming. Yeah. Well, okay. mm. I, yeah. I didn't know that. So I just thought that you'll sign because that's... No, you, no, get no, done, no. You need, you need to know what the deal is. To sign a pre-contract, I didn't, it, I, did, I didn't think it'd have been down in black and white. I, I thought it'd have been verbally agreed. You no, know, like, no, you, you, know. you you have to have it in black and white so that I you know. know what's what. Shows you what I know. But you played at such a high level. I don't well, know my how agent, you didn't my know agent that. looked after all those things. You know, <laughs> Agent Orange. Uh, listen, Paul. One of the things that we were talking about, and we spoke to him the other night, uh, as you know, that Hugh's been uh, waxing lyrical about Lyndon Dykes, and of course, there's the opportunity potentially to include him as a potential. Scotland player. There seemed to have been mixed reaction to it on social media. Um, but I, I, you know, you know my feeling. I've said it before. If it was me, I'd hoover up everybody that was eligible, <laughs> even if it was putting them on for twenty seconds, so that nobody else can use them. And I hear Australia now have kind of looked at him closely or continue to look at him. I uh, wonder what your thoughts were on Mr. Dykes, number one. Lovely lad, very good to speak to the other night. Uh, said that he wouldn't be against playing for Scotland. Obviously, he was born and brought up in Australia, uh, but wouldn't be against playing for. Scotland, his, his family are, are Scots. Uh, just wondered what your thoughts were on that and whether these are opportunities that were going to come back and haunt us. Well, you know, he's, he's done himself big favours because last week when, when uh, he scored a goal against Celtic to make it 2-0, you know, it's national television and obviously and the press the following day, so he's, he's, uh, he's, he's put his stock even higher than what it was 24 hours uh, before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not so sure if he wants to, to play for Scotland because obviously uh, the jury's still out on that one because he is still being born in bed. Um, I must admit, uh, players play two or three decent games now and then they either get a new contract or they get a, an opportunity to play for the country. 
I think you've just really got to try and see how they do over the next six months or the next 25 or 50 games because um, I'm a great believer in longevity. Now, there's loads of one-hit windows and you know as well as I do, Bill, maybe not so much Hugh because Hugh's much younger than, than, than us. Cheers. When you've got pop stars like uh, Paul McCartney and Elton John and Billy Joel being at the top of the game for 30, 40, 50 years, uh, they've, they've made it big. But you get one-hit wonders coming along and doing well and then disappearing off the face of the earth. I, I'm just a great believer that players have got to have a good number of games under the belt before they do anything in a national football. But at this moment in time, because Scotland are not blessed with too many good players, I think you've got to look at every avenue possible. Yeah, I think so. And listen, we had a great chat with Big London, and I had said a few weeks back, Paul, you probably remember I was coming in talking about him and how well he'd been, yeah, and, and how, how well he had been doing. I said, listen, see, the next big thing for me is a big striker at Livy. I said, I think he's got everything that you, you know to be a top player. When when I see when I see big Sam Cosgrove doing what he's doing at Aberdeen, he's a better player than Sam Cosgrove. He's probably just not as big, but he's as good in the air. He's got a better touch. He's got more. He's not as prolific as a scorer, though. Sam, Sam Cosgrove scores a lot of penalties, Bill. Scores a lot of penalties. Yeah, he scores a lot as many goals in open play, though. No, he doesn't. I don't think so. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But Sam, but Sam Cosgrove has played. He's a bit older, and he, he's played more in the Premier League than London Dykes. But you were trying to make fun of that as well. So you know, come back and do something. I'm listening. I'm hanging on. I'm hanging on you. I'm hanging on your every word. You've got that big stupid glicket look. I'm I'm hanging on your every word. You've got that glicket look when I'm saying that. But I think, listen, Lyndon Diggs is a better player than Sam Cosgrove. There you go. Boom, boom. Because I know a player when I see one. Yeah, but but that's part of my question answered. The second part is, is this another one of those that's going to come back and bite us at some point? No, I don't think so. No, I think... Well, you think Lyndon Dykes will be spoken to by Steve Clark? Oh, I would think, you know, I can't believe it. Let's put it on the back of the 4-0 drubbing by Russia. He should be speaking to me, never mind Lyndon Dykes. <laughs> speaking to you and Alec. Um, no, I, I, I just think there's a definitely an opportunity. Who do we have like that that can play up front? But He splits defences. Yeah, but in the same hand, I like the kid. I think he's going to get better. But it tells you where we are when we need to be going to Livingston. I don't, you know, I'm coming from Premier Bill. League team. Premier League team, yeah, okay. But, you know, where we are as a country that we need to go and persuade somebody not to go to Australia but come to us. And deep down, I think Higgs is right. The, the feeling I got with London the night on the phone was, or on the line was, it's definitely Australia for him. Mm. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's an you interesting. Watched a lot of that neighbours on all. So. I think I think we've got to be trolling wherever we can. Trolling, and, that's yeah. your favourite word. Are you still into it? I think we should be trolling wherever we can, and we should be looking wherever we can and getting getting players. Uh, and I don't care if they're at a certain level. If the to quote you, if they're hot, they're hot, and that's when you take them. So you know, that's my thoughts on it. Yeah. Um, well, it's either Bondi Beach or Rotty Ferry Beach. <laughs> Aye, when you put it like that. <laughs> There's only one winner, Higgs. <laughs>
score. There's only one winner, big guy. Yeah. Do not Bondi. When you put it like that, yeah. when you put it like that, there's not much chance of him being uh, being a Scotland player. Then no Bondi with the speedos on. Different class. But guys, there must be players. I mean, I hear there's there's a couple of players that, um, and I forget the names, but I saw them uh, spoken about this week that Steve Clark has. Uh, gone to speak to. I know that he's spoken to Brian Gunn's son, uh, who's at Southampton. He knocked him back. Uh, so, you know, they must be talking to various players and looking at where they might find a wee gem here and there. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Sometimes you have to kiss a lot of frogs before you find a prince. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I think you've got to look at every avenue possible, Bill, because we are uh, enriched with uh, the players at present, and I think you've just got to try and chip away. And if you come come over a, a gem or a diamond, then you you grab them with both hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, listen, it, all, it is all doom and gloom right now at international level. But you know, one wee result, one one real good result, and okay, take take Sunday out it. You know, because we're expected to win. I know we're having a laugh about it, but we've got to be. I'm not having a laugh about it. I'm serious. Well. Well, well, let's talk about Sunday then quickly before we go. What do you I think, think it's going to be? I, I think it'll be about 2 nothing for us, the same as you said. But I, it's two, I think it'll be tough, yeah. It's 2 nil an exceptional, an acceptable margin. It's a win, so that makes it acceptable okay, for us. But is it, a, is it an acceptable margin if it turns out to be 2 nil no. for Scotland against San Marino? No, I, I'm, I'm going to go 4 or 5 nil. I think Young Shanklin, sorry, Lawrence, I'll get... Uh, <laughs> Couple, I, couple I, I just, I just don't see it. There's I, a wee result in the now. Czech Republic won. England won. There you are. Well, the Czech Republic are no slight. No, I know that. England I'm just wondering how strong the England team is though against the Czech Republic, mm-hmm. and whether he's made many changes, thinking that they are maybe a wee bit substandard in terms of some of the other. Beat them five nothing last time at Wembley. Actually, yeah. that might be why he's made the he made made an, a number of changes. Mm-hmm, possibly, but you know that's a dangerous game to play at this level. I know that England yeah, are yeah. safe and yeah. sound, but. I, could win tonight and have three games left in the qualifying. Yeah, but you know that's it's still a dangerous game to play. It can it can kind of set you back a wee bit. But mm-hmm. I understand why he's done it and you know what he's done. Mm-hmm. If he's done it, I don't know that he has mm-hmm. made that many changes. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things where you have to kind of. Uh, wonder that he has or hasn't because as I say if you've, if you've beaten him 5 nothing before you're going to feel fairly comfortable going into this game aren't you? yeah well he, he, he likes to give the, the kids he likes to, was that you? no it's you he likes to give the kids the chance you know and get some yeah. in early on so there's nothing wrong with that at all alright boys that's it for Cheers, this Higgs. thank you very much have a good weekend all the best big man uh, and we'll Cheers, see you man. back on Monday, Mr Burns, with Gordon Young, and we'll speak about the performance against San Marino. Coming up next, uh, junior football, just the juniors, John Redmond and Bill Kilgour, and guess that's on Rock Sport. Love music, live sport. Talking football with Bill Young, Hugh Burns and Paul Haggerty on Rock Sport Radio.